This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Just uh, came back from Atlanta uh, this past, like, early pre-weekend. Uh, I was up, actually up there with your cousin Alex, who we all often re- reference here yes. on the show. Yes. Uh, we actually went to uh, the Russ concert, and Russ from Atlanta. thought it would be pretty cool to see uh, Russ in his hometown. It was funny because it was right next to the Braves Stadium, so we were up there in Cobb County. Oh, at oh yeah, Park. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know how much of a trip it is for me that, like, you said the Brave Stadium, and I'm like, oh, Turner Field, and they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot they fucking moved out. God damn. Bro, like, when I first got there, we drove right by Turner Field, and it looked, like, so, like, old and run down and everything. And then, like, well, you remember, know. remember, like, they first, they got that stadium because of the 96 Olympics. Right. <clears throat> So we drive way the fuck out somewhere and uh, it's all it looks like a college campus damn near. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was pretty cool. But uh, we went to Coca-Cola Roxy, which is right next door. Okay. So Russ do his thing. Very, very, very fun concert. And I'm back here. And there was a lot of stuff that happened between the last One Nation Radio and this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Where exactly do you want to start? Or do you, or do you, or is there a, well, actually, before we get to that, so how was the Russ concert? It was pretty fun, man. It was, um, like the first, he came out like the first seven songs. It was like almost like nothing I've ever seen in concert, like just unreal energy, people like jumping up and down, losing their minds. Um, he basically, cause you know, Russ raps and sings, but like right, his right, singing right. stuff is like fire. It's kind of like, I would, I would kind of compare him to, uh, Tory Lanes, but like his stuff is more like about believing in yourself okay. rather than like you know him you know frolicking and all this stuff. But uh-huh. uh, as far as like you know it, the demographic, like I assumed it was just going to be a bunch of white people at, at the concert. But like uh-huh. Russ kind of touches all demos. I saw all walks of life out there, and I was pretty surprised. Um, I actually like uh, got to meet Boogus after the show, which is pretty cool. Which is his right hand man. Okay. So um, that was pretty cool, and it was uh, it, it was a lot of energy, uh, and he just ripped it like you know from the, from the start to the end, and it was uh, you know he wasn't rapping over his lyrics, or excuse me, over over yeah he wasn't rapping over his lyrics. He he, he was the second last um, tour stop, so I'm sure you know his voice had 
had a number done on it um, already. I believe he's going international. So, um, yeah, but it, it was well worth the the ticket. So, okay, uh, well, it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, so, all right, well, that's interesting to hear. Like, you know, one thing I will say is like, from what I've heard about most most people when it comes to tours or whatever else, like they normally for rap anyway. They always go super hard in L.A. They go super hard in New York. They go super hard in Atlanta, and they go super hard in their hometown. Generally, and, so and Atlanta's like his hometown. So it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was crazy. It was about it was probably about four thousand people there, I'd say, and it was like uh, it, it looked like something out of a movie as far as like uh, how the uh, actual setup was, was set up like mm-hmm. as far as like there's a balcony and then uh, the floor was just standing room only so it was just people going nuts okay. the whole time okay so I, I don't think there was a platform but it was almost like the the Yeezus tour where it's like people just standing and you, you know doing your thing and obviously I don't think there were like you know people moshing but you know, there's energy. In <laughs> yes, Brew Haven. Okay. Yes, people do have. Uh, I, I think rappers do have a version of house show tights. Uh, you know, when they're passing through uh, certain areas. Uh, oh, w- yeah. What are some towns, James? That you think? Um, you know, they they might give the the B performance in. Oh, like today. Okay, it's hard to say because of the intimacy of some of the venues now and how touring is so much different than it was. Like, let's say you know, uh, twenty years ago. Um, but like, if you were going from a tradition, a traditional sense of like, it's a, you know, we're hitting a number of a certain number of dates in six months and there is no, I, I think thought of a, of a second leg for the North American side of the tour. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, once you get to that, you know, that Spartanburg, <laughs> Greenville, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to be, you're not going to be hitting, reaching back and hitting 98 on the fastball, you know, so, like so you, appreciate, you appreciate it, but not, not really, not so much. So I ended up getting a shirt, right? With, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go through. So it's just like the journey is everything. And I all have right, all let's the, go through the, the cities. If that's the case. Go through the cities, go one by one. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to get. All right. Seattle. They'll give you something. Berkeley, California. Is that his only show in North in, in the Bay or by the Bay? Only one in the Bay. He's gonna give you something. San Diego. Uh, how 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 close is it to L.A.? L.A. is two days later. Uh, you something in between. You <laughs> he, he'll give you more than he gonna give you more than just a road too. But he gonna give you the how about this? He's gonna give you the TV match. Of of, yeah. uh, of one of them performances, yeah. Yep. So um, then we got uh, L.A. and then Phoenix. Phoenix the day after. Phoenix is a Phoenix is a spot that a lot of people love to, to go through and just hang out for for like a weekend and that sort of thing. So I think he gave him some. Yeah, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Nah. House <laughs> nah. show. Yeah, house, house show. show. Straight house Absolutely. show. That that is in Cuba first ring. Yes, uh, Denver. Same I think thing. It'd be, people, I think you'd be lit in Denver. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Like people, it's a stop that people really like. Like athletes, athletes love going to Denver. I mean, obviously, besides just the weed part, but still, yeah. Very. I, I've been to Denver one time on a vacation. Yeah. Very nice city. Uh, Dallas. <sighs> Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Corpus Christi. I. It depends on the person. If you're from Texas. You're, you're going to go hard. If you're not, you're probably not. Houston. He's definitely going hard yep, in Houston. Definitely. Got no choice. Austin, Texas. Uh, 
it's a city that people are very fond of, very, very, very cool hangback place. Like, if you into that, if you into that, yeah, I can see it. Like, I can see Russ actually wanting to give him some in, in, um, in Austin. Yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I'll nah. see it. I'll, yeah, I'll see it I don't for it I don't particularly see it. Yes, Brewhaven, you did hear Corpus Christi. Indeed. Just yeah. like wrestling. Um, yeah. Minneapolis. I think you got to turn up when you go to Minneapolis. I think it depends. I, I think it depends. It also depends on the weather. Russ also has once called himself the modern day prince. So, like, he better not come half step into Minneapolis. Uh, sh- Chicago, of course. Gotta try. Uh, he's gotta he go got, hard. He got to. Um, Detroit, gotta go hard in Detroit. You would think, yeah. Depends on where the depends on where the venue is in Detroit. True. Too. True. Columbus, Ohio. Mm. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, New York. So you gotta go got hard to. in New York. Boston. Also, oh, oh, so for LA and New York, only one dates, not not back to backs or nothing like that. Uh, in LA and New York, just one date. Wow. Um, there, okay. San Diego was two days before LA. Okay. Okay. Um. So twenty six is Boston. So coming off of New York, mm, you, you probably I, I think he's gonna middle. go hard. G- Got to get yeah. in the middle. Got to get something in the middle. Montreal. Yeah, you got to try hard. Once yep. you get like Montreal, you, once you go out in the country, Montreal, Vancouver, uh, Toronto, you gonna try hard. Toronto's next, so I'm sure he killed yep. it there. Pittsburgh, I think he took the, the foot off the gas pedal yeah. just off. That's yeah. a scheduling loss right yep. there. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, I think you got to give him some. Yeah, Baltimore, them two. <sighs> When's the D- is DC also on the tour? It is not. Okay, well then he gave him some. If DC was after that, after going between Philly to, to DC, Baltimore might have got that. You know, might have got a little bit of a stamp put on it. But yeah, he get, he probably gave him some for Baltimore. He probably figured people uh, came over. Um, what about um? Let's see, Nashville. Nashville with me, as big as music is there, it's a it's a fun spot for people. I think I think he gave him some. Yeah, half step. Yeah, same thing like Austin and Denver that we were talking about in Phoenix. Yeah. Then we have Charlotte. Mm, I don't know. It depends. It depends it, on it depends on the act. Uh, you know, being from Atlanta, he might have he might have he might have tried. Yeah. Then of course Atlanta and then Miami. So, yeah, I think I mean, and then he closed him out strong. He closed it out strong. He probably was the strongest night was like finishing up in Atlanta, Miami. It's surprising, like it's probably because of the logistics, but like you know, you kind of want to in you know in L.A., New York, or your hometown. But with Atlanta, it's you know with trying to the, trying to get into my to Miami and then back up. It'd have been weird to go the other way around. So I see why they did it that way. But yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Uh, Jeff okay. Hardy was um, arrested this past week, weekend. Uh, it looks like he was, uh, he was riding dirty for one. And then he uh, had a DUI as well. Yeah. He blew at point two nine four. He got arrested yes. in Florida. Yeah. Uh, it's important to mention. And um, they have taken him off of TV. Obviously, they uh, came out and said that they are. He needs to go to rehab. Um, he's on paid or he's on unpaid suspension. If he ever mm-hmm. wants to come back, he needs to complete the program first. Uh, I think this was probably about the best way they could have handled it. But as far as like Jeff Hardy, uh, this this sucks. And um, you know, I, the, I think the last time we talked about Jeff Hardy on the show, I was almost of the mindset like. This is this guy's gonna do what he does. Um, 
<laughs> like I don't feel bad for Jeff Hardy any mm-hmm. anymore as far as because these are like he's choosing to drive like you you know if he needs to do whatever to drink and medicate and whatever like that I can't you know get too upset at him for that mm-hmm. but he's making the choice to drive after that right so once you do that it it, it throws a lot into um you know. It like takes a lot to have to still try to, to still want to give someone patience, grace, and understanding once they do something that's that dangerous and reckless. Yeah, yeah, and you know he's been. Um, everyone loves Jeff Hardy. Like they always will give him another chance. Yep. He, there is a, a company somewhere that will bring him in that will see if they can they can do it. And it's almost like you have to. Uh, we've been talking about Jeff the last like month or two on the show and just his performance like he's been up and down i think to be generous uh in the ring and he's really started to go through hell um kind of you know he's did the crazy match with darby he's been he started jumping off stuff from like the second week he was there um and almost at you know you you start thinking about it it's like well (laughs) he's jumped off of things for so long it's like what is jeff hardy if he can't jump off things at this point um like he's not going to start working classical technical matches after that well i I think that this is the price of the brick i feel like with jeff hardy okay as far as a main event wrestler in aw i don't think there's much there outside of wrestling the very top guys um in the company but at his baseline, um, maybe not from what I saw of him at the end of WWE and even, um, you know, like the Darby stuff or whatever you want to say, like he had, he's had some very good matches. He's just a person that like at this stage in his career, he's better, a lot better when he can, you know, fall off stuff. But there, you know, it's hard to evaluate that when he's done so much of it coming in, then, you know, judging that based off of what he can still do. But like, at least as more, as much as like 18 months ago, he was still having quality. He's still a quality wrestler in a singles capacity, having, you know, classic WWE matches, if you will, of just, or simple fundamental stuff of shine, heat, you know, comeback, come back, go home, you know, go to the finishing, finishing stretch. So like he was still able to do all that stuff. Now, uh, watching that young bucks match, um, from a few weeks ago on pay-per-view and seeing that the young bucks just completely acquiesced to trying to wrestle, uh, the young or the Hardy style. That was for me kind of, um, I get it, but I would like a little bit uh, more in the way of pacing and like less like such of a uh, such of a compromise, a, a compromise, and also such of a such a dedication to getting huge heat, huge heat. Uh, but anyway, um, or or building heat during the match. Uh, but but yeah, like as far as um, moving off of his performance in the ring. Uh, Getting back to uh, his health situation, like I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do. is not is not an easy conversation to have. But if this is going to get to continue, then the real thing is like he needs to be done at a major league level. 
Um, because like this is, I don't know how many DUIs is this. At least two, three, four. My guess is three, but I could be wrong. I'd have yeah. to have somebody check on that. Yeah. So once you throw that into the picture, and and also like you know we talked about this the last time. Once you blow, you know, point two. And even uh, once you blow a point two four, now that it's uh, now he's at I think last time it was point two four, now it's a point two nine. It's like this dude has a serious drinking problem that like I don't think like this dude's going to drink himself to death. Mm-hmm. Right, and, like um, the the kind of the kind of you know drinking tolerance you have to build to build that up is like staggering, staggering. So like, yeah, like we were we were looking at the. Uh, the the photo and you know we sent it to some of our homeboys who don't watch wrestling he was like and those those guys have made some comments like man like he don't even look like he was affected if he blew he blew point two nine four and it was like he looked normal it was like that's that's just set in for a while it's normalized um i just feel i just you know i just hope he gets himself right and um he's able to you know continue it you know doing whether he wants to continue wrestling or not um you know, just on a human level, I feel feel bad for him. But like, as far as like the expectations of Jeff Hardy, like this is like this comes with the package. As yeah. I was like, you know, kind of saying before, like you know, AEW is like absolutely loaded. Uh, they lose nothing by losing Jeff Hardy uh, if he wasn't there. So like, I think they're in a position now, like where he like you. I feel bad for his brother. Like, you know, you got to wonder what what happens with Matt now because like. You know, if anybody can think of something new to do, it's Matt Hardy. But how I, I don't know if you're TK, do you do you, do you shake hands with, with Matt Hardy and be like, hey, it's been real at, at this point? Like, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, TK seems to have, like, you know, said they're dedicated to supporting Jeff with whichever way he wants to play it. So um, still kind of more to see. Um but they definitely are out of the tag match. They were set to do another ladder match. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just too, too big of a, uh, you know, too much for Jeff to handle right now. Like as far as like, you know, the schedule that he's kept and then the pressure of that match coming and, you know, who knows how bad he's hurting and everything like that. But um, yeah. So whenever he, he uh, reemerges, uh, we will be back talking about that because Jeff Hardy is a lot of people's hero. Like, and, right. and like I don't, I don't have that connection to Jeff Hardy like that. I liked him a lot when I was a kid and all that. But like, I would say the people that were watching wrestling like the late two thousands were really like live and die on Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, to, like to see all you know, like me and you talk about people that are that have you know their issues and their struggles and like the inspiration people find and seeing people that go through the same things. And, you know, depending on what it is, some, like some people I can and can't relate to as much. Right. Like I I was a big DMX fan. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but Eddie Kingston at times, like I get, I get where he's coming from, but it doesn't really work for me at times, but I get, but I absolutely, for me, but I absolutely get why for other people, like, you know that like the story he told after revolution when he talked about how people came up to him at the at the um at the fan fest or whatever else talked to him about like how like he they inspired them not to off themselves he was in the ring crying like people people that's why people relate to people that are that have the those kind of flaws out there that see that like someone can still succeed and, and beat that beat their demons and all that shit you know that's the reason why moxie was such a you know was such a um that was such a great promo when he came back uh, mm-hmm. I just hope that we can one day we get one of these one of these with Jeff Hardy. 
Um, regardless of uh, what I think of him career-wise and what I thought of him, like, given my time in wrestling and when I left and what I heard about him after and, like, the stuff with Sting and all the, all the other times he's fucked up or whatever else, like, at the end of the day, even though I, like, just in my mind, I'm counting him out because in my life I have people that have let me down that and I ain't around to, you know, fix that stuff, but um... I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I like while thinking that I just don't think it's going to work out. Like, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. And I hope that like for a lot of people that have been looked up, that have looked up to him or whatever else, like they can get that moment of like, like Jake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Cause like nobody was as far going as Jake Roberts. None. So like, like I had so, like a so, Facebook so status. It, yeah. Like, so yeah. <laughs> like, so it's not over. Like if Jake, my if, memories. If, yeah. Like if Jake, if Jake can make it, Jeff can too. So I hope right. for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kyle O'Reilly last week won the Battle Royal. Uh, I thought it was a fun Battle Royal. Lots of talent in there. Lots of people that were over. Just everywhere I looked, I was like, God, this company's stacked. And it was just like, like, for me, it was way more lit, like, as compared to something like a Royal Rumble. Like, you know, when uh, freaking, what's his name? When Ridge Holland is coming to the <laughs> ring and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't really care. But like. Um, can, can I can I talk about the rumble ro- or the battle royal real quick? Like just yeah. the the through lines and the stories at play were like Swerve indeed. <laughs> like he's in there with his two <laughs> his two friends. He throws them both out when he has history. With. Throws out Keith Lee and Lat looks at him like yeah Swerve. And then, and, then, and then when he's teaming up with Darby Allen and then Darby Allen like goes to you know the, the base like the running base like the almost like a coffin splash like the stinger splash coffin splash and like he's running with him and then he basically throws him out like he's 90 ho- 90s Hogan in a battle royal just like one arm throws him right over the top like that was great that was really great um Andrade and and Kyle O'Reilly teaming up together uh and like in the point where O'Reilly's like amigo and then O'Reilly goes to the- <laughs> <laughs> he 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 corp made me corpse like yeah man it was it, it was a lot of really the cool bigger, things the biggest in the star in the yes. business will or yuda going to the final two yeah yeah you they know. built you know they i think uh i think one of the last times they kind of did this i think with dante martin is like that's just a that, that is a good spot where like they're you're, they're not gonna win but you're hoping it gets hope that he pull up the upset and maybe one day they will so yeah yeah phoenix was in there there was, yep, there was a great. lot of people uh, phoenix was in incredible. there um, Kyle O'Reilly ended up getting the win at the end, kind of uh, marking him as a battle royal specialist. I would I would call in this company. The last time uh, he won a battle royal uh, was to get Red Dragon into that match um, at Revolution. Yep. And uh, this is the second one. I think it's a nice spot for Kyle O'Reilly, I, who I think is like quietly just like racking up consecutive solid weeks of, of, of great matches he's throwing on the board uh, for himself. He's almost like the B side of like what Dax Harwood's doing, uh, honestly. So, <laughs> um, and then as Sir Sam mentioned, people fucking went mental and I am going to blast on the, the blast master like Kara's one. So like, <laughs> um, why, is Kyle O'Reilly versus John Moxley a match that's not good enough to a main event of Dynamite, uh-huh. b be a like semifinal for a match that we all assume Moxley was going to win anyway, right? Um, why is like it just like this guy? We know the match was going to be awesome, and it was. Yeah. 
<laughs> like could be like you know I, I if you want to go four and a half i wouldn't argue with you right, right. um and the real like uh the destination is hiroshi tanahashi which it ended up being because tanahashi right. defeated goto right have we lost all semblance of like knowing how this thing works like um they went out of their way to explain why Wardlow wasn't in the match Yep. to think about for one second. Anyway, um, why would Wardlow be put in there to lose to Mox right now? That wouldn't make sense. Would it, they gave him a great baby face out as far as like him wanting to face a man who holds the belt already, especially because he has history with the, with the actual champion that has the injury. Yeah. Look and clean up his TNT title stuff. Yep. Jericho's kind of involved in something else. Uh, Cole's injured. Danielson's injured. If Omega's not, injured. I, I was going to get there. I was going to okay. say like if, if people were like looking for this compelling, throw it up in the air. Who's going to win match? You're only asking for Kenny Omega to come back from injury, right, and win the battle royal, and then do a clean job uh, for for Moxley. Which why would you do that? Like. They were, they didn't blow any t- any big time money match. They didn't put a match out there that was gonna tank the rating or anything. And right? It didn't right? Like <laughs> like it, they it, put, like it, it kept it the really same ra- solid match. To, to we're building mocks here. Everyone's yeah. not getting pushed. Yeah, and also it kept the rating basically where it's been every single week while going up against the NBA Finals game. Right. I don't. I don't know what people are not getting. Um, they were very upset at Kyle O'Reilly winning this, and I'm just like, is he is he a bad wrestler? Is he underwhelming people like you know his his uh, group mate? Because if he was, I would understand that, right? But he's not. <laughs> like all this guy's done is come in, have a child, and be solid as fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's Kyle O'Reilly's resume, everybody. Like, it, it was interesting to see, like, because I, I didn't see any of this, or I didn't see mu- almost any of it. And then I watched uh, Dynamite and Rampage back-to-back on, I think, Sunday. So, I heard some, you know, some kind of complaints about it being O'Reilly, but it was like, before before going into it, I was like, I had no idea who was even in it. But now that seeing that he was in it, I was like, well, do you want, like... There's nobody they were gonna put in there that wasn't gonna be that wasn't gonna be predictable that Moxley was gonna win. So I don't know. And I, I think a lot of it was also a couple about a week ago, people were were hinting maybe it's because of the the CM Punk promo in LA or Ontario where he was like he mentioned Moxley and Danielson and assumed that it was gonna be Danielson versus Moxley, but like Danielson was hurt. So mm-hmm. Nah, it wasn't gonna be that. And uh, to be quite honest with you, it's like, why would you? I mean, I mean, it'd be cool given what they did at Revolution to have a second match like that. But like, if that's the case, then it's like, I don't want to see uh, Danielson losing to Moxie two times in a row. Uh, like, I, I just think they're in a weird situation with, with options. And like, if you are inclined to do so, and you know what the Booker. Booker, the cards that the Booker has dealt with, you accommodate that, and then if you're not, you're not, and that, that, I guess is really what it comes down to. It, but if your, but if your response to me is Kyle O'Reilly isn't a big enough star, stop right there, stop right there. You told on yourself this is the same company that had Dame Garcia basically main event rampages for for months on end. I'm sorry, no, 
I'm, I'm, no, like in fact, I didn't hear anyone say a peep about main eventing Rampage with, De- with Garcia and Moxie like two or three weeks ago. If De- if Daniel Garcia had won this, I don't think people would have made these complaints. Like I think there's a lot of tribalism of this is a ex NXT guy here and he's getting a push to be the fourth heel in the company. If they don't like the fact that a guy is coming in to be the fourth heel in the company. It is weird to me. It's, I just find it to be weird. Yeah. Um, it, like If you're someone that's like, yo, I like, because we, like we've started talking about the split with the hangman stuff leading up to the CM Punk stuff. And yeah. I get kind of both sides of this thing. Right. I mean, like, you, you, you were hinting towards it even during revolution with Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one wants to come in and watch Adam Cole like beat uh, Hangman Page. Like right. I like and I, personally, I don't. Right. And at but, first, me, I was kind of you know kind of being like, well, they were in Orlando. Adam Cole's been the man in Orlando for for a couple for like four years at this point. So like I can see why he would have the hometown advantage. He's he, he was packing them in four hundred at a time for for months. <laughs> like I, I, I joke. Me and my point, but it's like that dude. That dude was a top star in that territory, whatever else there. There is the first time they've ever had an arena uh, show there in Orlando uh, while Adam Cole was there, I believe. Like that, yeah. Cole got there a couple months after they did that uh, that NXT Takeover Florida thing that we went to in 2017. So yeah, like I, because actually, yeah, that's, that's when uh, Alistair Black actually debuted against Andrade. But yeah, like I- so I. I, I can see why that was happening. So I was kind of chucking up to where like, that's, just a re- that's just a regional thing. But now as we keep going along, it's like, now we're really at this point to where it's like, are you, are you, are you former? Like these people are like splinter cells as if they're going to all of a sudden like become like the NWO or something. And it's like, nah, man, like they work somewhere else. They ended up in WWE. They're done with WWE. They're working here now. That's like, do, do y'all think that like, obviously are people taking like the JSA is sports entertainment thing as a shoot now? I don't think they're taking that as a shoot because I think they're kind of in on that. Jericho's obviously day one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I, honestly, all this stuff I think is free of the, the jazz stuff because jazz is such a, um, it's such a gimmick that right. I think people can ignore that. Okay. Like they see Kyle O'Reilly on like, Oh, that's real. Like, like that's someone that's that's replacing, you know, somebody or whatever. Like, that's like a gimmick we can laugh at okay. or whatever. But this right here, yeah, it's very self-aware, as Sam, Sam was saying. But, that's like, true. I understand to a point as far as, like, hey, we're really into the, the folks that, you know, that had brought, you know, uh, the company the, the as far as they, you know, if came so far mm-hmm. and you know there's there's a lot of winds of change going along right now in the company and it is it's interesting to see who gets this home team label and who doesn't um because you know scorpio sky is a day one guy i don't know yep. if i see people really go hard for scorpio sky um the way they do like a uh, a derby for example uh, right or compared to like them wanting like miro just to take the belt right back Correct. And where does Miro used to wrestle? Right. Um But but see, but see, like he had a bad exit. So like he probably that, that bridge is burned, so he won't come back there. It's but but we anyone don't know that, that, by the way. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. The only other thing I do want to say about it is um 
I think is it is a lot of people that are fans that are insecure, quite frankly, because they don't like they are falling victim to the trolls. I would say um, they are hearing these people like, oh, y'all, y'all doing is pushing these as WWE people, and they really don't like want to. It's I, it's not that I don't think they like they don't like the wrestlers or anything. I think it is a case of like they don't want to lend credibility to what these people that are being mean to them are saying, and it's it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really not even about the wrestlers, I think. Like, the all ex-WWE stuff. Like, and, like, the the last thing I think a lot of people want is WWE, right? Right, right. Um, but I'm like, all right, <laughs> has TK shown you over, like, if you are somebody that loves AEW, I'm someone mm-hmm. that loves AEW, if you have not, like, noticed what TK has, like, shown you over the years, just, like, the strength and, like, booking up and down the card – like he has an advantage that no other booker has ever had um you know as far as like imports from WWE he saw all the mistakes that were made with all the rest of them right and this is a guy that normally puts shit together the right way yes brew heaven makes a great point Jurassic Express people were screaming every day to take the belts off of them people were screaming to take the belts off of Sammy Guevara uh, you know every single import person that, that was coming in so it's real weird who who people go up for who they don't who who's allowed to be pushed who's not allowed to be pushed um, and it's just it's it's funny to me I I don't you know I don't really care where, where wrestlers came from as long as you can make it make sense uh, as long as it feels like, you know, like, and, and it's a natural thing for, I, I wrote in the column, I was, it's a natural thing for, um, you know, fans to be into the idea of their guys. Right. And, but don't forget that those new people that are coming in are also your guys too. Yeah. And that's, a, and that's the thing that why I'm sitting here, like what is going on? Because hearing all this stuff and seeing all this stuff is like, y'all, that was one of the that was one of my biggest gripes when it came to people coming up from NXT or from New Japan or anywhere else to go to WWE or even like when the invasion stuff was happening I would hear about it is like they brought these people in and then they immediately slotted them and then and let them know what their place was because they weren't WWE people that were in the trench hole working through the mud like like a, like a Triple H when they made Triple H the WCW killer. And it's like, y'all, like the point of wrestling is to try to make as many stars as possible and then make the toys fight each other. And then you, and then you get the fans that really interested in the toys fighting each other. And then they pay for the, the fight and hopefully, and you make sure that the fight is as good as it could possibly be. Like, and then you go from, and then you, and then you put the next toys against each other. And like, if you keep having in, 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 in general, you don't want the same toys, same, I don't know, 50 toys to feel like the same 50 toys you've always had. You got to shuffle out th- through that. Otherwise, you're just, you're still in the tooth. Like, we were looking at the New Japan G1 field, and it feels like the same field that I've been seeing for the last four years at this point, minus Kota Ibushi. Like, but, but we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll move, uh, we'll move back to, we'll get to that when we get to that. But, I, I just could not understand or I just did not get the complaints for it in like as there's far a as, line that's it, going back to this as far as like not wanting Johnny Gargano to come in the company it's yeah. like all that same shit yeah and it was funny because like 
I, you know, I there was a tweet with someone at the time was saying like, who the hell would want, uh, like, oh, they were po- talking about you know the 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 the, the growth the growth rhetoric right and like mm-hmm. and they were talking about adam cole couldn't move the number up over to one point whatever million cm punk couldn't what the hell is kyle O'Reilly gonna do my response to that person in a quote tweet was like something along the lines of i don't know probably wrestle a lot of the other wrestlers have some really good ass matches and talking segments well that was like in december or november or whatever else the dude already like has six of the top or you look at cage match. He already has like six of the top sixty matches in the company this year. Uh, he did exactly what the fuck I told people he was going to do in like getting pushed to a spot that is, he's whoa he's he's more than capable of handling. I don't I I, I don't get it. I I personally also, don't get it. Keep in mind, it is a I said it on many occasions on this show. Y'all should already know what I'm about to say. It is a competitive business. Yep. If like like I understand you have your favorites, you have, you know, people you want to see see, you know, get where they're gonna get, right? Right. But there's a lot of competition going on. And right. I, I kind of prefer it that way because right. who's gonna win? Us. We're gonna have people trying to out wrestle people to get on the show to get more over than, you know, such and such. Right. Like Will there be casualties? Yes, yes. it's wrestling. Right. It, like, and, people have this idea that AW is not wrestling. It's like this utopia. It is not. Like, it is like, you know, they're, they don't, one, they're not going to, I don't know how many times they have to prove they're not WWE. Um, it's just a poison thing that I think infiltrates a lot of this. Yeah. And we'll get to it with, it, the, it still does for me. All Atlantic title. We'll get to it with the All Atlantic title yep. discussion also. But it's like, nah, man. Fuck that! Just, just like yo, compete. I, right. I want to see the competition. Like, right. and, and I think that's one of the most fascinating things about wrestling. People say wrestling is fake and it's all predetermined, right? But what these people are really doing is really competing with each other, like right. in other ways. With right. you know, who can be uh, more jacked? Who can have better matches? Who can get better crowd reactions? Who has right. the most over uh, segments? Who right. you know can 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 draw the most? Who can do yes. whatever? Like those are the interesting things about wrestling. Yes, and the and the thing for me. Of like why I'm perfectly okay with it not being some kumbaya shit necessarily all the time is like having a AEW should in theory over time make people eventually say I'm too goddamn good for to be where I am I'm taking my ass to WWE and I'm going to and I'm and I'm going to now that I I was you know did X Y and Z in AEW and they're looking for AEW guys. And the guy that they just, and the guy that, the one guy that they finally got has been like the hottest thing they've done all year long. I should go over here. I should make my mark here and then go from there. And eventually over time, once, you know, obviously we got to get Vince the fuck up out of there eventually. But if a, if WWE is eventually ever going to be better, it's going to be off the backs of former AEW guys going there and making them, and making uh, names for themselves in WWE as well. I don't, it's not I'm coming not a, from NXT am, 2.0, everybody. Right. I hate to break it to you. Right. And, you know, for a, for every Braun Breaker, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, whoever you want to name, they actually, Kevin Owens, that actually became a, a success story out of NXT. Like, there are more people that c- didn't come through the NXT system as, like, being, um, uh, let's say, power plant people, if you will, to be funny. Yeah. Uh, there, there are people that had story there are hundreds careers of them. in independence 
or in Japan or elsewhere, England, what what have you, or Mexico, and they came through and they got themselves through the ranks and then they got themselves to the main roster and they got themselves a push and they did some really cool things, whatever else, and they got where they got, right? So for me, AEW is another outlet for potentially that being another factor in getting talent that is it, that can you know more or less succeed or overcome the bad developmental plane that, ha- that WWE has because quite because for me I'm a pro wrestling fan and like I'm not caught in the tribals like yes I, I yes the two uh, promotions I I consistently follow are Stardom and AEW but like if I hear there's a good if I hear there's a great Noah match I'm going to watch that great Noah match if I have the fucking time. I don't give I don't give a damn where it's from. If it's great, if I hear it's great from people I respect in their opinion, and I have the time for it. I will go check it out. Like maybe I'm different in that way where you only have a certain amount of time to devote to this X, Y, and Z. But it's like for me, there is so much great wrestling around the world on any in any given week that is like if I am not watching something that is really very good or at least uh uh emotionally satisfying as a viewer for me for, as far as the investment of my time. I will be there and be like, damn, like, you, you heard me talk about this, like, there's nothing worse than me when I see, I watch a bad Dynamite or I watch a bad Stardom Road 2 show, I'm just feel like, fuck, man, like, I could have watched something in New Japan that I end up missing out on something, like, it, so for me, like, if this turns out to be, you know, to the benefit of WWE, great, I would love to watch WWE, I hope, I root for, I, mean, I try to rope you into reviewing these shows, all the, every single pay-per-view, so then, like, hopefully, they like they'll have a turnaround. They're, you know, I'm, I'm being delusional at this point, but I think over time it will kind of fix itself. Some things need to change at the top. Yeah, uh, Sam yeah. brought up a great point. He said part of the issue with WWE it was like it removed that element of meritocracy. We know most things aren't a meritocracy, but yeah. it's like the illusion that it is, right? Right. Like I feel like in WWE, you obviously know like kind of like where they were headed. There's Brock. There was Roman, and then there's the rest of y'all, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in AW, there's like I think there's room, you know, the, to, to to wiggle in there. The like, point, but the point of pro wrestling is you're supposed to, in theory, as a booker, booking committee, whatever it is, you're supposed to be able to uh, determine who are people that have the potential to do X, Y, and Z, and also be backed with some type of uh, indication or indicator that these people are talented enough to be able to pull it off. And then from there, you set the course to give off the illusion of a meritocracy through your, the stories you tell in the pro wrestling ring or on the microphone or in the backstage, blah, 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 whatever's on TV for the fans to see. AEW does that. All the other wrestling in the world does that. WWE puts it out of your face at like, oh, it's about a shampoo commercial over their hair between Edge and Booker T and shit like that. <laughs> Uh, Brewhaven brings up a, a good point. He said, remember when Styles and Nakamura left New Japan, we got Naito and Omega tearing shit up. So, like... Yeah. There's like, talent everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, like, I, I would I would advise you, if you're tired of seeing your favorite wrestlers, like, lose to these imports, just know that eventually the imports are probably going to put them over back right and that's, and that's <laughs> at the point some of point it. like when people come in you have to put them over in order for them to then get to get them over to or established to a certain level and then they will then pay that back like this year in starter for example donald amando's eating t- way more l's than they've ever had before that's part of the story of the shuri split but you get my point like they were dominant for a year or a year and a half whatever else shuri leaves starts her own faction they're dominant 
Donna Del Mondo is struggling. Julia is struggling. The, sto- the story of her mentoring, whatever. Oh, we'll get into that during, um, during the starting part. But my point, like, they came in dominant. Now they're putting people over. They, get, they have to give it back. You don't just yeah. go back and forth ping-ponging, but it, as far as a tidal wave, yes, that's how it was supposed to work. The show momentum back and forth. It will be fine. Something else that will also be fine that I'm really into. The AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Um, I I think people were freaking out about this thing. Uh, it's just this terrible idea to have just this, this another championship. Uh, when, they, when they introduced it, I was like, that's interesting. It was kind of out of nowhere. I'll give yes. them that, right? Yeah, totally. However, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, I immediately jumped to the conclusion of, oh, it's the SWA title. It, this is such a cool, uh, right. this is such a cool thing or whatever, right? right? And you know, obviously, people are, are waiting for the trios belts. That can still happen as well. Right. Um, I don't think the um, the the I don't think it's a situation where this belt being introduced makes the other belts any less prestigious. I, I don't know how that works or who decides that or what when we have lots of good wrestlers and a good booker and a large roster that can support all of those things. Um, right. I don't know. Like they, they, yeah, Brewhaven brings it up. They haven't said if it'll be like the SWA title. However, they do have like in the tournament bracket is people from all the countries and shit. For right. me, this belt has to catch a written all over it eventually. Right. Like, so starting out the first match of it, you have, you have an Aussie versus a Brit, right? And then you saw one quarter of the of the bracket, a New Japan section for Japan. Then uh, uh, what were the other matches that were set up? The other two matches? Do you remember? Um, it was a. <sighs> if you can, I can move on. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember okay. the but, the top but, le- but top it was, right. But basically, it was eight international talents in yeah. like my my. You know, I hadn't talked to you until today about it. But like my media thought, and somebody. Yeah, it's right. Pain. Like my immediate thought was, oh wow, like this is going to be their excursion slash Gaijin belt, and that's really. And I thought that was really cool. Like you know, like obviously we said SWA thing is we think of stardom. We're, we we run we talk about stardom as part of this podcast every week. And, like, I don't think necessarily it's going to be the same thing where, like, if you're from a certain nationality, ethnicity, you have to wrestle someone else from the opposite of that. But yeah. um, I think definitely that, like, the, the the prospect of it being your foreigner excursion belt for people that are in New Japan, like a, like a Moxley, like a Willer Yuta, uh, Archer, whatever, to go over there, have a defense here and there on a card, help them out or whatever else to give, you know, whoever something, the mid card, something, the upper mid card, something to do. And then you come back and then like have her once a month, every two months when the person comes back on tour, they come back and they have a couple defenses and then drop it off to the next person, next AEW person to then drop it off to the next international talent. I think that's ingenious. Yeah. Um, I think it is a really cool idea to it being like the ticket to the rest of the world, essentially for AEW. Um, And they have the wrestlers to support it. Um, So the new Japan announced they're, they're going to do like uh, a mini tournament to determine their representative. It's going to be Hanma versus Clark Connors and Ishii versus Kanemaru. This looks like it has Ishii written all over it. Yep. Uh, The winners are going to get that spot. So 
everyone is kind of thinking it's going to be Pack, Malachi Black, Ishii, and Miro in a, in a four-way at Forbidden Door. Sign me the fuck up, please. Yeah. I, I like I I don't see the downside um to to this. Right, and you know like I I I. I I get the, you know, WWE brain as we talk about it. I get the need or I get the, the, the concern for your, you might be doing too much right now, given that you're in flux with the, uh, the top title with the interim title right now. And you're kind of scrambling a bit. Um, but once it's on Boxley, we're rock solid again, or if you will rock hard after this week. You're rock hard again as far as having a solid ass champion. In my opinion, uh, you know he's been my favorite AEW World Champion. Uh, so like going back to that ain't, is like that's all reliable. You'll be perfectly fine. And then especially given the year he's had where he's been killing it. And then like having the prospect of a belt that doesn't fit the neat the the any of these trappings of like the TNT or TBS titles where they're effectively. Ch- uh, TV titles or whatever else like it's it's fine I don't I, I I don't think they're going to book it to where you're just like oh god like but there are so many as you mentioned there are so many for, uh high level foreign acts in AEW there are so many around the world that like you would love to see in AEW even for just a stop here and there so like I think it's cool like it, as you mentioned Takeshita as as you know the as uh the 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 all Atlantic champion eventually, and then he takes it to DDT. You know, he faces Uncle June once or twice with it. He comes or or Tetsuya Endo or uh or let's see who else they got over there. They could do uh uh Ueno. what about um sorry Ueno or yeah Ueno yeah yeah Yoki yeah like and then come back. That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Like I don't think it's gonna be like some week in week out title. I think this is going to be like you mentioned, like a big match in a way, you know, Ishii's in this week or whatever. Minoru Suzuki's in this week. Cause they're, I mean, they're, all throughout this year, they've been here about like every other month. They're, they're regular people now at this point. So yeah, I'm with it. Will Ospreay, you know. bruh, if Will Ospreay is all laying champion, you mean to tell me that doesn't excite you? Because it does for me. Well, like, like, you know, give him a, a Wrestle Kingdom match, AW all Atlanta is like, I don't know, man. I and I think people have like lumped in the ROH titles and saying it's all confusing with that. But like personally, no, I don't care about the ROH titles. Eventually, they will live on their own, like in their own ecosystem. They right. happen to be here right now. It's kind of temporary. But as far as like just the lo- the upside of this, I feel like is is incredible. Like what they can do with it. It's it is literally fits the the you know the ethos of the company. Like, I understand that, you know, we had the, the, uh, the young, or basically like Kenny O, or not Kenny Omega, but the elite versus Adam Page for like this long running story. But this promotion at its, at its fundamentally got started off of, hey, what if we put on some cool ass match for people to see and like we don't put any rules on what they do aside from who wins in the finish? And like, and then we'll go from there as far as uh, having someone put it put it all together. And they did for a lot, a lot of it's been masterful, right? So it's like, I don't see why them going back to this for basically a, you know, for a, a non-top title type of thing is a problem. Like, I think it's going to be great. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally. Or, or it has the potential to be great. Obviously, like you know, we'll, but we'll see what the rules are on this thing and, and what they do. But like, I, I, I don't have, I don't have any lack of faith in them putting on fire matches for for the fans, like on existing basis with this thing. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's. I mean, we already see that kind of stuff. Like, you know, Pack and Phoenix and all. And come on, man, Malachi Black, O'Reilly. Like, it's gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna be awesome. And I think, you know, it's, it's worth bringing up that with Wardlow kind of looking like he's headed towards that TNT title, that that belt may be cut off for a while. That, <laughs> that world title, everybody doesn't get that, right? Yeah. But there's another belt, like there's another super, you know, belt that, you know. Right. I, I wish they would they would have introduced it kind of in a more prestigious fashion Same. than just throwing Same. a little video package out. But uh, and, and I look forward to seeing what the actual rules are. Yeah. But. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. There's a little bit of goofiness with it. It says all Atlantic, but it has all the flags around the world. is It's just goofy enough for me. Uh, to, I, to while listening, while watching uh, Dominion, I was uh, 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 Charlton or Carlton and um, or Charlton and uh, oh my god, Kevin Kelly. They were or they were mentioning like something about like. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean touches all of the continents, and I was like, "Okay, sure, uh, but like, what part of the Atlantic touches Japan? Because the Japan flag is on here, my my guy. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I I don't know, I don't know how that one works, but whatever. You call it whatever you want to call it, whatever. But like, if it's an international belt scene that I see was in America, Canada, the UK, China, and Japan's flags on there. There's another flag here. Maybe it was Mexico. Uh, like, fine, whatever. Australia, like, whatever. I don't care. Like, if 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 we get an idea of what this belt eventually means and it's based on what we're talking about, then like I don't know what downside there is to this. Like it's effectively like an intercontinental title. Yeah, you know, uh, can't wait to see our Chinese representatives uh, for the All Atlantic Championship. Maybe maybe they maybe maybe Tony Khan's had that like in the in the works since like since Stronghearts. <laughs> And so that's why he had China on there. Maybe. maybe, maybe that's what it was. So like, yeah, bring Shima back. Bring, bring Lindelman too. Why not? T Hawk, bring your ass on. Bring them. Yeah. Bring them. O W E. Bring them back. I miss Strong Hearts. They were awesome. Yep. Um. So I guess uh we we, we kind of talked about it a little bit uh but the uh Dominion show. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I watched, I started it from the, uh, from the Japanese side of the, uh, interim title tournament. So Tanahashi in, um, Goto and like, they had a very good match. I give it three and a half stars. Um, like (laughs) I had this thought, oh, I'll I'll save it. But like Tanahashi had turned or he was up on, um, Goto's shoulders, uh, about to take a, a, a second, Ushiguroshi and like uh, Tanaji said nah and he turned into a makeshift uh, sling blade and I was like this is, this is genius for level wrestling again and you know they they went back and forth and at the end it took two high five flows and Tanaji began to win and you know I, somehow like this was just as predictable as the uh, Moxley and O'Reilly match but like I don't I, never, I didn't hear that level of complaint amazing yeah how that works yeah yeah, like I, I don't know, I don't know. So but. I actually watched a whole show, James. Okay. So, um, 
<laughs> but uh, there was I don't think the first half of the show was really much uh, to write home about anyway. Uh, there was uh, Team 6 or 9 as Master Watto, Taguchi, and uh, Tenzan against United Empire. Um, and they, uh, I, I think Watto looked kind of good, actually, in this match. I mean, Watto is talented. It's just wondering if he's ever going to be able to put it all together. And also, like, it, he comes in with that goofy gimmick at the time where it's like, the, the the junior division feels like is losing you know is losing its luster yeah um before that there was or after that there was a, another six man uh united empire got the win there mm-hmm. um there was a six man it was ace austin phantasmo and ishimori against lij was it was bushi hiromu and naito uh it was a pretty good pretty solid match i do like the trio of austin phantasmo and ishimori if we're going in this full bullet club direction and mm-hmm. era again like i'd love that the trio of those guys center okay. it around them uh shout out to eop for uh getting in the g1 should, should we should we talk about the g1 participants um do you want to save it for after our talk about um our talk about like the rest of the show because i mean there's there's some heavyweight stuff Sure. Get through, or it's up to you. What do you want to do? Um, let's do it after. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Yano and Doc Gallows. Uh, it was oh. over in a flash. Oh, um, that's that's good. It was like four minutes. Uh, Could have been two, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Yano gets a win. Uh, <laughs> Gallows. I just, I just, I just did, admire. Did he, did he, did he tape his uh, a limb to the barricade? He couldn't get out. What happened? I think uh, Gallows got rolled up. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Which is shocking, um, but I didn't know he admire. bent over. I didn't know he bent over to get on the mat that fast for a roll up. But okay, correct, correct. You know, I I just admire Doc Gallows and and the brothering <laughs> oh that, that he's able God. to do. It's just it's like you know these guys are all time finesse lords, uh, legends. in One Nation Radio Award season uh, on, on the Jeff Jarrett finesse of the year list. Um, there was a never open weight six man house of torture defeated Suzuki Goon. This dunk. Um, and it was just like a lot of this first half, it was just hard to pay attention to the screen. A lot of picking up my phone, a lot of just like, huh, this is droning on. Um, United Empire, they get the win o- over Bullet Club, uh, in that tag match. Uh, Ocon and Cobb get the titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they are definitely New Hall and Nash, uh, Gallows and Anderson, no question. Um, I, like, I, I get what you mean, but I also loathe that comparison. Paul and Nash on their worst days are the Good Brothers. <laughs> um, I hate, I hate this. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> like I know exactly what you mean, and I hate it. <laughs> so uh, then, as I mentioned, or James mentioned, we had the AW uh, World Title Eliminator match. It was Tanahashi versus Goto. Uh, this was this was pretty good. I didn't think it was blow away or anything. Same. Um, you know, I I was hoping of all hopes. I was hoping Goto would come to America. Hopefully, he still comes. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'd like to see Goto. I like Goto too. I, I you know, I, I he's one of those guys where it's like I see why he was slotted where he was, but I still appreciate his what he brings to the table. Like you need you need setup guys. You need setup yeah. guys. I think he's a very valuable person. And like you need, uh, you know, like I think of him the same way. I think of like his Kazarian and Trent over here, where it's like yeah. you need those dudes that are gonna have quality matches, have you know, have uh, respect respect from the fans, and can win one 
it won't shock nobody if he upset somebody, but is ultimately there to put over the, star, the 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 top stars. I get that. New Japan King of Pro Wrestling ten minute unlimited pinfall scramble match. Shingo mm-hmm. Takagi defeats Taichi, and this was goofily entertaining. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't goofy like it was having a comedy match. It was right. goofy in the structure of. I was like, huh? They were able to put to pull that off, huh? Yeah, and you know, by all accounts, the mat, the first match they had that went to thirty was better than this because it, it obviously went longer, so it got to be more dramatic, or whatever else. Uh, but like putting it on the ten minute time limit, and then every you know every you know every one count counts as what, every two count counts as two, every three count counts as three towards the total. Um, and then like you know you have the it reminded me in a way of like the psychology around it and what made it interesting in a way is similar to like uh, UWF style matches mm-hmm. where it's like with the count and how you can make it to you know, against a you know against a clock or whatever else how you make it dramatic but um right. like what I liked about this match was they while doing this they told the simple story of normal match psychology which is the baby face starts you know starts out on in front and then you see the he'll catch up um, at the time, but the, the, then Shingle pulls ahead so far that like the only th- at this point is a ten minute match, so it doesn't really matter. But the only thing that can happen is like if he loses, he, he means he absolutely blew it. And to see them him basically like in ninety seconds, and that once they get to like the ninety second mark, I'm like, oh okay, he, he he's going to win, but like they're going to get it real close and see if he can al- almost lose this and and set up a rematch. So, but even while I seen recognizing in my mind as it continues to go and all of a sudden we get to like what 40 seconds and it's like 11 or 10 or 11 to 6 or something like that and then uh Taichi gets like a three count off of a roll up on, on a high speed finish gets it within two then or, or no he's up six gets it within two then gets another two count right after that and then like it's basically only a couple seconds I was like oh oh like all of a sudden, it just got dramatic in a, in a hurry, and I'm like, "Yo, they." I understand, like you know, King of Pro Wrestling has been goofy at times, especially with the Yano shit, because it's Yano. But with Shingo and Taichi, like this single count stuff they're doing, they've been doing, like they have struck, they have like stumbled up upon gold with this. This is ingenious. <laughs> like, and, and like after this match, because Shingo got almost blew it, like. They're saying like they have to have a rematch in the right. Mm-hmm. I want to see this fucking in. This is awesome. Yeah. This is if awesome for a minute thing match. I could, if there was one thing I could change about this, it would be that if you got a full three count, then you lose or whatever. Yeah, keep I, keep yeah. the counts. Yeah. Keep everything, but you yeah. have to kick out or else you lose. Right. Like, and I was saying this to y'all, y- you and Sam and uh and and Finishel, Floyd and everybody else in that thread, like. I want for Azumi to steal this whole match concept, steal it and turn it into a high speed match, and like we're off to the races. We're cooking with, with we're cooking with with kerosene, like like that shit that that shit that Eddie Kingston brought out the other day, the other week. We're cooking with that. Fuck <laughs> grease. We're cooking with that. Like yo, because I can tell you this right now. You add that with the single fall thing people kicking out of people have the picture with all the high speed stuff all those near falls the ability to kick out at a two count kick out at one or or no or kick out at, at zero before a uh, hand hits the mat 
then you throw in like the, the part where like you can all still also lose off a three count. That would be so fucking dramatic with people yeah. moving at speed of light. Like I want to see Nespo and Azumi do this right the fuck now. That'd be that'd be very awesome. That'd be outrageously um, great. Just want to do a small reset for our folks that are in the spaces. Appreciate okay. you guys, um, you know, joining us here. This is One Nation Radio. This is Rich and James. Uh, keep sharing this link, uh, sending out the retweets. Let them know we're talking about Dominion. Let them know you're having a good time listening. In. Shout out to our Twitch folks holding it down in the comments. If you guys are hearing this on the um, uh, the spaces, spaces. That, yeah. and, and you want to, to join the conversation jump over to the twitch and um you'll basically be able to get in the comment section and uh the good stuff will read off on air and you know stuff like that so uh we're just here kicking it but um yeah man so up next we have the never open weight title and carl anderson uh <laughs> defeats tamatonga mm-hmm. here this is solid. This it was, was okay. This was, yeah, it, yeah, was okay. it was cool. I yeah. did love Tamatanga opening the match immediately with a drop kick. I thought that was awesome. Uh, but, you know, th- we're going to get to it. So these last three matches, man, uh, I ain't seen this many white people with belts in New Japan since, like, uh, like Kenny, Jericho, and Cody. And I got to say, this ain't Kenny Jericho and Cody, <laughs> but you know, um, well, yeah, the one and two is fine. The third is where you get a huge drop off. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, like the um, like the Cody the, the Cody the, to to Anderson drop off is just staggering. It, it's 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 staggering, and like you know. Like I think he can actually do some some damage with the Never title. Like I'm, I have no problem with him being yeah, a Never I champion. I think he'll be he'll, he'll be fine over right. there. Like, like once he gets he, once he, he gets that like works at another level there, he tries, he cares. Right. Uh, so, he mentioned the yeah. part about the, about how much he tries it compared to everywhere else. He 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 did mention that. Yeah. Um. He talked about you know he turns it on when there's five thousand people with the crowd, six thousand people, but when there's three hundred, you know eh, maybe not. You know it's take, taking a little bit of. A sw- Wipes an impact right there. So, um, so people, yeah, go ahead. So for me, when I, when I heard him say that, like you mentioned the Hall and Nash thing, I was like, you're you're forgetting like the 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 most important person when it comes to like the, the difference in level of work between America and Japan out of the NWO brother, the holster, holster. Oh, yeah, look, Hogan, look, man, Hogan go to Japan. He had, he a totally different man. That man had her doing drop toe holes. He had her do. He had her doing arm bars, rolling arm bars, running arm bars. That man running, running the ropes. ropes hard as shit. Look, that man was out here, bro. He obviously at his own pace. He was he was not he was never as lightly fast, but he was out here doing like you know like the tiger mass arm drag. You know drop. <laughs> he was doing all that shit. Didn't get it into into drop to holes. That man was really wrestling in Japan, and then he come here, and all you get is the brother 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 bullshit. That man that man was dead serious. He he just wanted to go to go to Japan to wrestle and not bullshit. Yeah. You know that's that's what that's what he uh, went over there to do. Like you watch the movie match, you're like, what the fuck, bro? Like. <laughs> You, oh. you, you ain't gonna fly fuck about us. Yep. Uh, then we got the IWGP US title. No belt here because Juice Robinson refused to turn the title in. Uh, this cursed belt uh, has been matches have been canceled left and right. Yeah. Um, this is just a total mess. Uh, but they did Osprey and Sonata here. Uh, obviously, last time they locked up, 
in the New Japan Cup. There was an injury Sonata sustained, and he's fighting uh, Osprey here. Osprey ends up getting the W just over 12 minutes. Uh, it was a pretty good match here. Yeah, um, I, I ended up getting caught up, and I couldn't watch anything since the Anderson match. So, uh, in, ta- in Tom match, I'm going to get back to it and watch it. Uh, but, yeah, like... Right person had the right person ended up with it at this point. So, given where you're going, yeah. And then we got the IWGP World Heavyweight Title match: Jay White defeating Kazuchika Okada. Uh, we had Jeremy and Josh on the show um, the other week, and I asked, "Is does Jay White represent the biggest threat?" I believe they said yes. Um, and here it is: uh, title change hands um, at the finish. Jay White had people breaking the law uh, and yelling uh, at the finish. Uh, I thought this was a good match. I didn't think it was some match of the year candidate. I think people are going way, way overboard. They're gassing it up. They are they're doing whatever they want to do, trying to talk themselves into this being better. But all I got to say, James, is um, we lost a Okada IWGP title match in title defense because the bookers of these promotions – think that we need to have the belts on whites and i don't mean jay yeah pretty much pretty much racism does it to us again james <laughs> in america they, they think you know we gotta have you know this this guy who's from fucking new zealand like but rich who's from england but rich you gotta remember wrestlemania 9 yokozuna bret hart it don't it don't matter if you actually from Canada or if you're from New Zealand, you're white and they're billed as being from Japan. Oh my god. So we'll so we'll chant USA, I guess. I don't know, man. Like it's a mess. Yeah. Um we, we know Okada may have dropped the belt for paternity leave yep. or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully he's still on the Forbidden Door show. If he's not, that's a bummer. Big bummer. Like no Abushi, no Okada. Yikes! In- inherently less exciting with Jay White being the champion. Like in yeah. all cases, you're starting from underneath when when you're coming from from that uh, perspective. No offense you're, to him. You're starting uh, from the perspective of I will not care at all until the bell rings and it's against Adam Page. Yeah. Well, actually, and, I take that back. I won't care until then, I won't yeah. care until like. <laughs> 150 seconds after the bell rings after he's done bullshitting in and out the ring three times before he actually gets to actually wrestle. So I'm, I'm wrong. So I'll care like I'll care like two and a half minutes after after the bell rings when he actually starts wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah, um, they like I think and a lot of people are really talking themselves into being excited about this for Jay White. Cool. Um, that's. That's their prerogative. I do not share their enthusiasm, um, especially like with Okada. Like, I don't know. And I had a, I had an interesting discussion on Twitter uh, this past week. Just <sighs> Okada's so underappreciated. It's like he's like they treat him like he's done nothing since he he lost the, the title uh, tonight to to uh, Kenny in 2018. They, they've treated him like he's done nothing, James, since then. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's interesting because it's like I, I I don't know what to say to that when like if you were to compare like just places that cover New Japan Pro Wrestling um, like Keeping a Strong Style like The Observer like 
voices of wrestling, whatever else, and you see them document year to year, um, like the last three, four years with New Japan, like the dude keeps getting the dude keeps getting placements, you know, top five finishes or whatever else as a top five wrestler in the company, top three, you know, 2019 he was <laughs> he probably was still the best wrestler in the company. So, um, for me, I just find it really weird. Well, not 2019. Uh, I mean, as far as like an MVP uh, type of vote type of yeah. thing. Not necessarily most outstanding. But um, he still finishes, you know, year to year, he still finishes in the top 10 or whatever else. Or finishes, um, honorable mention, this is including like a, a debilitating back injury that he was working through. At, or not debilitating, but a big major back injury he was working through at times. And like at the times, he still reaches back and gives you stuff like uh, the... Um, Okada, or sorry, like the Ibushi match from Russell Kingdom, like uh, putting over Naito, like having a match with Naito this year, having a match with Osprey this year, like I, you know, having the match in the G1 with Shingo from 2020. Uh, so I, I find it really weird that people uh com- say, you know, kind of like Bah Humbug and just like kind of numb to his excellence, you know, um, and then talk about like the excitement for Jay White and I gotta tell you like <laughs> while you may be excited like p- pull up a Google Trend and like look at like the worldwide and domestic uh, like Google Trends for Okada and Jay White over the last five years it's just you that's fucking excited <laughs> so, I, so, I so I don't know what to tell you like if you are a person that's like I'm really into the Bullet Club elite stuff then I can see why you get to that point and, and want to and be really into it. But like from the perspective of like, like, I'm sorry, man, there's still a really big piece missing to that. Like it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Like maybe in a year or two or whatever else, but like, he's still a dude is like, he's now in the second reign. Like this might be his first real reign. Cause you know, that first one in new Japan, like they, 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 you win it, you win it and then you lose it real quick. They did it with, mm-hmm. with Jay White in 2019. They just did it with Ibushi in uh, 2021. Um, yeah, I, I, it, for me, the prospect of seeing, you know, especially after you had Adam Page say that he, you know, the reason why he is getting, why he doesn't want to go right back to the AEW World Title picture is because there's a big fish in that sea, and also like it plays into the. He is still trying to surpass Kenny Omega even after he finally beat him. And it's like, well, how do I do that now when Kenny Omega's not around? Oh, well, I'll face the dude that Kenny Omega took forever to fucking conquer. And it's like, now that that's off the table, it's like, don't get me wrong, Jay White's a great wrestler. And like I mentioned, like once the, a couple minutes after the bell ring, I'll be into it. But as far as the build and in, in, in that as like a semi-intimate thing, like, uh, that like I wasn't thinking that of Jay White for me. That's really lacking there for me. Yeah. Like what? Like when I was thinking of Forbidden Door, I wasn't thinking of Jay White. And I know people are like, "Yo," they're like, "Hey, maybe are you wanting like what year New Japan show are you wanting? Are you wanting a 2018 New Japan show? Like this is a 2022 New Japan roster at this point, right? But it, it is nice. Me, it, I think it's really like it's really cool to say that when like he just fucking got back there. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you saying? Yeah, like, and, and as far as like, Put White, this, this this heart and soul of like New Japan, like I don't see that from Jay White. Like he's not marketed as that. He's not beloved in that fashion. Um, I feel like the only thing is, I think there are a lot of baby faces to put him against. Should he be yeah. defending the title at 
you know, Forbidden Door, and he'll get his win and whatever. But I'm like, we lost an Okada IWGP title defense. Right. That, and it, we lost it. There's no getting around that. Yep. And it also feels like, in a way, like, it feels like a political move. It's like, all right, like, your tippy-top guy, we took him off the title, and then, like, we'll you're trying to boost this one other guy up and we'll put a belt on that person and then we'll give him this win against our guy that just, come, you know, in theory, if it's, if it's out of page, it just came off the title or whatever else or maybe, or whatever, and it's like... There's something funny going on with, it, with like, the it, Mox match and this one, like, and them being linked, like, hey, if we're gonna serve you up Tanahashi, you gotta give us a a baby face or something, and it wasn't gonna be a baby face getting fed to Okada. I, yeah, I guess. And maybe that's also in, in in a way like, you know, some of those guys are going to go over to Japan eventually once they get cheering back. And like, they'd rather have that on their soil to actually sell that match and like get their international New Japan scriptures up or get them to surge compared to, oh, it's Jay White and Adam Page. Like, like a, match you, a match you saw in what, 2018 New 18. Japan, which I thought is what, as you mentioned, some people, you know, at like, that's not what they want to see. But well, you're about to see it again. What the fuck? Yeah. Except and, that was the undercard then. Yeah. That's in the main event. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. And it's just, you know, it's inherently less exciting for me. Um, like, you know, it's not like even someone like uh, like Ishii, for example, carries this long reputation. Like it, like White doesn't carry that same long reputation for, for me. It, but that's just me. So, yeah. Um, it, so... If it's not Adam Page, what, what what who will you like to see Jay White defend the IWGP title against on Forbidden Door? Honestly, no one. You got to pick someone. Okay, if I if I have to pick someone, yeah. Um, um, let's pull up the rosters. Oh man, can't do it off the top of your head. It's, it's that. See how exciting that sounds. Exactly, because like I like when I think of JY, I don't think of dream matches with JY. It just yeah. doesn't work like that. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, baby faces, uh, shit. Can Eddie Kingston get a get a shot? Can 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 Swerve get a shot? Um, think about baby faces. Um, nope. That they, he can't work the show. Ray Phoenix can't work the show. <sighs> yeah, Pentagon right. can't work the show. Yeah. Um, look, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> like, like Darby Allen. How about how about let's go with Darby Allen? Any chances Danielson? Could be. I mean, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, we got Jay White, but we can like save it by giving by saying we're having Danielson an IWGP title match in or whatever. I was like, I would say, quite frankly, like I, I would say, f- I would say, fuck you for yeah. one so, yeah, because like, like it, it would have been yeah, Okada yeah. and Danielson, yeah. right? Right. Um, yeah, they're thinking Zack Saber Jr. and and Brian Danielson is happening, and they can see who does our best armbar, I guess. But here you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Kota Bushi not being on the show really fucking hurts because yes. I would have taken Danielson versus Ibushi in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know Zach's cool, but you know, not not, not my speed. I, I gotta uh, say, if Zach was a champion, I'd be way more enthused uh, than if it was, than Jay White. Hmm. Tell me why. 
Well, I think I think night in night out, he's more he's a better wrestler. Hmm. And I also think he's a better promo. Like I think I think, especially when it comes to actually your content actually like meaning something worth a damn. Like once it's actually uh, you can evaluate it. Like Jay White is that hill that just says any old thing that gives a narrative that is completely bullshit is not. And you just yes, and you're I, supposed I, to just I, be stuck on the. Well, he's a heel, so of course he lies. It's like, well, bro, that doesn't entertain me. Like, right? Just, I'm glad you like you that telling up. me that the sky is red for 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 three <laughs> minutes isn't like gonna do it for me, bro. Sorry. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I think that's a weakness of his. Uh, as far as Jay White, I think uh, people were sending around this promo uh, that were they were going absolutely crazy for too. Um, they were, you know, talking about. JY is like, yo, there wouldn't even be no AW if it wasn't for me. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, it's like it's the, it's it's, the height it's, of it's, unreality. It's, grown, it's 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 just grown inducing. It's like there's no semblance, there's no world in the, what this is true. Like, there's no world that exists that this is true. Like, right. I prefer that the heels like run you down with a little bit of truth. Like now we know. Um, you know, Jay White likes to talk about selling out Madison Square Garden, right? And and all that one works. Out, that one, doesn't. no, no, no. It, that that works as far as getting as far as getting like cheap heat. But like he's trying to get people to really dislike him. And I gotta say, like that's a like the the whole part about him creating the Forbidden Door is like so preposterous that you can't even get heat off that. <laughs> like people are gonna laugh at you, be like, okay, and then roll our eyes and move on. Like, if one were to want to be a heel to New Japan, the person that would make that more effective is, hey, I sold the, these fucking tickets out while I was the IWGP champion. Yeah. If Kenny was to tell people that, then it would actually work. Right. And it would get nuclear heat. Right. So, uh, it's it's a lot. You know, you know, Jay White benefits from a lot of, of things. I think being not Kenny is one of them. Um, I think. Oh, oh, you mean like when RG three was not Cam Newton, or when like Derrick Rose and Der- <laughs> and Kevin Durant were not LeBron James after the decision? Yeah, yeah. Right, and I think he's someone that you know people tied themselves to early on. I think Kenny and Jay White actually have a really unique relationship because I think Kenny tries to um, publicly say like, "Hey, this isn't fair to Jay and stuff like that." People should allow him to kind of. Uh, like we heard the Observer radio interview, mm-hmm. like kind of let the yeah. guy grow into his own thing. They have a relationship when he was a young lion, stuff like that. So it's it's interesting to see how he, you know, they gave him the Bullet Club. A lot of people saying this is the the best the Bullet Club has ever been. This is the best Bullet Club leader ever. It's like I think people are way out on on their own islands there. I, and I would like to say, and I would like to ask, like in comparison to what? Because if we're gonna, if we're like, what in what what in what way has Jay White, outside of being white and really good in really good at wrestling at the baseline, has he ever compared to Kenny Omega? Like, and you can say, well, he's young, he'll he could get there. I'm willing to allow it, but don't tell me he's ever been there now or he's there now. It's already happened. Like, is this foregone conclusion? Yeah. I'm like, when really did Jay White draw forty thousand people to the Tokyo Dome? Yeah. Oh, never got you. Um, <laughs> and like, so, I saw that attendance, and I'm like, I saw that attendance for Osaka Jaw, and I'm like, I understand that, like, uh, I, I'm not holding this against him because, like, you know, obviously, Dominion is not the Dominion it was. I just had a show recently that was billed as a bigger match show than Dominion. Mm-hmm. But, like, 6,000 Osaka Jaw Hall, clap, clap crowd, uh, attendance weird, or whatever else that we're going through, that still sounds 
That sounds odd. I'm not holding it against them as far as a drawing track record, but it's like, okay. Especially like when their numbers were going up like in the last few months. And then it's like, this feels like a, a uh, just a, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I see it as he's going to be the champion and then he's going to lose it in January 4th or 5th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think there's any way he's making it past uh, J- past Russell Kingdom with a belt? If he got past Russell Kingdom with a belt, I would be shocked. Um, and I think it's really funny, like with uh, now Will and Jay got the top two titles, right? And mm-hmm. obviously they're both heels. It's like they're kind of racing for that number one foreigner spot and giving Gotta it back to It's already been decided. Like I feel like Will's so much better, like as a wrestler, but you know. Um, White has been in America doing a, doing a good job for for what is worth for like the 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 playing field that he was on. Obviously, he was he was working in Impact and he was going to New Japan Strong, trying to doing the USJ yep. Challenge. There was you know he, he carved off like a little like piece of room for himself. But I gotta say, man, like this man Will is like been here, like he he's been in Japan and he's been putting up matches with Okada where it's like, yo, there's still chapters here. Um, people, w- I think they like this match that, that Jay had with Okada um, this past week. I thought it was a very good match. I don't think we're talking the same thing. Uh, right. Ru Haven brings up a, a great point. Will's a do- or Jay White is a dojo guy. He'll naturally always have that advantage, kind of. Uh, but I, I, I think Will's undeniable, like, personally. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And like, I I just feel like I feel like the same thing I said in 2019, where just like I feel like over time they're gonna come to the conclusion, or they're gonna be forced to the conclusion. It's like, yo, uh, if we're gonna be choosing between our the white guys we have, like it's gonna be Osprey first, Saber second, and White third. And the first, and like over time, over the next three four years, I think it's gonna become apparent to them that of what it is, because like. I, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I just think I, I just feel confident that we're going that I'm going to be proven right on this one. Don't knock yeah. this him because Jay White's great. Like I said, I keep having to reiterate, to reiterate that he's great, but he's just—I like, just don't think like he's on, on those two level. Even though right. there's even in like you can say you know the dojo or whatever else is like all right. Well, how did that dojo shit work out for you when like y'all did the shit with Evil just a couple, just last year <laughs> or two years ago? Uh, Frankie says, "Are Gaijin's ever faces in New Japan?" I think for short time periods it happens, but like just traditionally it doesn't tend to work like that. I think this might be yeah. a better question for keeping a strong style, but yeah. like and I remember I got pissed, like because like if Kenny Omega wasn't gonna be a gaijin baby face, no one was gonna be a gaijin baby face. At the top. Yeah. Yeah, like, at the top. I, well here's the thing. Like Japanese wrestling like is literally or wrestling was brought to Japan off the strength of like Post World War II, the hills were all were all you know the babyfaces were the Japanese were the domestic uh, people, and then like the Gaijins were the were all the hills, and now and then flash forward you know about uh, sixty years or whatever, and that's and that's how you get there, right? Like so, um, like that you know so that that's still that play that's still that play with this or whatever else at the top in. You know, the language barrier and all that kind of stuff. And, like, it being a an ethnic 
eth- or sorry, um, a homogenous uh, ethos state, like that also plays into it as well. So yeah, like it, it, it takes somebody like special, like a Bob, like for some reason, a phenomenon like Bob Sapp to be able to overcome that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lethera Negra said, I feel like Kenny could have really made that work. He knew the language and was known over there way more than here at first. Uh, Muzzle says, yeah. Juice Robinson at one point, you could have, but then Cody ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cody's fault for Juice. Look, you see, uh, you see when, it was time, uh, when it was time to move Juice up, they turned, they flipped him heel. Right. So, like, that's kind of yeah. just a thing. And also, he. He had also gotten stale as a as a face. oh yeah yeah Big time. And he had lost his sense of whatever he had for a bit uh so you know he he decided to move on um also the thing that also Kenny Omega has in favor of him is like the part where like he he had wrestled for a long ass time in Japan before he had even went to New Japan like you know like him drawing them places drawing them houses in DDT in the early uh early 2010s also counts on his record of why, like, for example, in The Observer, he went in as a Japanese wrestler, which made people be like, well, why did this Canadian dude go in as a Japanese wrestler? Well, because, like, he, like, he's only, like, almost everything he's ever done is what happened on Japanese soil. So maybe that's the reason why he made it a Japanese wrestler. So, uh, yeah, like, it's it's more, like, it's, it's, for Omega has that whole thing, like, he had this history before he even got there. Like, he was a minor league Japanese wrestler for even, in, in quote unquote, before he got to the big leagues in Japan, quote unquote. And that's what ties into, like, in the story with Abushi from DDT2, there, then added to the Bullet Club, all that stuff. Like, he was there for a long ass time. Yep. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna try. They they've got three guys. I, like, and if these are the three guys you're picking from, like, what a luxury! Like, right. they all represent. These are all good. These are all good different. ass gaijin. Yeah, like they they all represent something di- like different. They have like uh, different styles. They have uh, like they're they're from like different parts of the world, kind of. So uh, it's pre- it's pretty cool to see that they ha- they can you know they can flip this thing back. It'll be interesting right. to see if Zach ever gets in the mix. Yeah, for the for the IWGP, right? And like they take and like the dangerous techers thing, and also being a Suzuki goon for all them years, like there is an appreciation there for for Saber. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I think he'll get his day eventually. Yep, but uh, you know, Forbidden Door uh, coming up. Obviously, uh, we we mentioned you know yes. White's going to be bringing the title in. Um, I I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm feeling nervous kind of about the show a little well, bit it's I, just like I, I i don't know if it's nervous or there's like i'm anticip- anticipating like that what, the show's gonna I'm, be good yeah like i'm i'm just trying to figure out all right like who's gonna fit where what are they gonna do like i'm just kind of like driving myself crazy mm-hmm. like like about it but um yeah i like i i feel like you know I, like the main event stuff is gonna mox and tanahashi is gonna be awesome um i don't think Tanahashi's gonna show up to America in the United Center and stank that bitch out. Um, I, I think White will bring whoever they match him up with; they'll figure it out uh, to a certain degree. Um, I would like to see some type of battle royal on the show. Uh, there, you want to ramble? Tag team stuff going on. They they just booked Will Osprey and Dax Harwood next week uh, on Dynamite. So yep. that's pretty interesting match. That match uh, gonna Jay- be great. Yeah, so uh, I'm very excited to see Will come over here. But uh, 
talk about that those G one participants. Um, yeah, I, I got the list here. So we've got Kazushko Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Haruki Goto, Tamatonga, Shingo Takagi, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, Evil, Tom Lawler, Juice Robinson, Jonah, Yoshihashi, Toriano, Tomohiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Aaron Hanare, Sonata, Jay White, Kenta, El Fantasmo, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer of AEW, who got the biggest pop when he was announced, <laughs> which was just hilarious. Suzuki Goo, uh, man, it's for life. Then David Finley. So um, they've said it's going to be a four block tournament this year. Yep. Um, less matches for for all the guys. So like I think a, like two less opportunities, maybe three less opportunities to run up your match of the year stuff. So instead of getting nine opportunities, you'll probably get like six or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's um, six. It's six matches out of nine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, four blocks. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of my like they're it's like they just added a couple guys in there that thought you might be interested in like a Jonah, like a Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. El Phantasmo, stuff like that, Lance. Yep. Um, yep. But then there's your Fale's, your Ujiro's, uh, of course, Yano's here still. Of course, Evil. Uh, evil. Like, and it's like Trace Owens, and uh, I get it. But it's like, all right, you got 28 people in there. I wonder why this decision was made. What Was it like, there? are they just trying to get more shows? Is, is it going to help them hit that golden ticket uh, amount here? But... They, I don't know, it, it feels like New Japan's solution to a lot of their problems of late or perceived problems is like, we'll just make everything bigger. It's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And, and that feels like, I hate to say it, like, uh, I'm not I'm not even going to say it. I right? know where you're going. I know where yep. you're going. More is more. More is more. More is more. It's just more is more. Like the, the New Japan Cup has 48 people in it. It's like, why? It's like in these time these these perceived down periods right mm. like where, where you're you know struggling for attendance and stuff like that it's like you're trying to do these things hey we're doing something bigger than ever it's all this this fight against perception i think that they're they're going through it's like an identity crisis it's like please we're, we're just as big and strong as we ever were and it's like we're just adding more stuff and it's like i don't know if this necessarily for the quality though like it's not for like like, all right, if you look at it, if I was to chop this thing down to the regular blocks, I think we could easily chop out eight people from this, right? Well, yeah. And and it'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I can like, do it, I can do it right now off the top just looking at the list when I uh thought about like what I thought of the contestants, right? Like, mm-hmm. all right, like Finley is a good wrestler. I don't I I don't care about him one way or the other. So like you know, whatever. Like he's there to eat some L's and probably end up with like you know six points, something like that. So whatever. Uh, or six points in the traditional setting of what new what it used to mean in a in a you know not in a ten block or ten person block. Uh, Yano, I, I if I never see Yano wrestle again, I'll be perf- I'd be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> uh, Hanare, Hanare is good, but. Uh, he, you know, he's like the fourth guy in in Empire, if that, if you, depending on how you feel about Davis and Fletcher. Uh, Muzzle, Ju- when are we getting a bigger World Tag League? That's great. 
You the just wait. You just you just seen. you just fucking wait. You gonna we gonna well actually because I know he's trolling. Like if this happens, I'll be bummed out. But like evil, evil, evil used to be a good wrestler that I didn't care about. Now like I I, I actively loathe him. Uh, juice, juice, same thing. Juice is if he can find an identity, I'll change my opinion back on Juice. But Juice right now, that boy lost and like mm-hmm. you know. Lost with Tony Storm is out of the worst place to be lost. So I ain't really, I don't really feel true. bad for him. So good, you know. True. Uh, Fale, if I never see him wrestle again, I, I'd be okay. Owens, Owens is is a is a fine wrestler. I don't feel any, I don't feel anything about him. Right. Yujiro, uh, I don't want to, I never want to see him wrestle ever again. Uh, Jonah, depending on what, what we're going to get out of Jonah, I don't know what the expectations are are for him. So he kind of for me is kind of interesting. He could be a person that helps swing this tournament. In a positive direction or a negative direction, uh, c- compared to uh, in like the offset of losing someone like Kota Ibushi out of yeah. this field. So Impressing. we'll see. I, I st- but I still say this: like main thing is the main thing. You go to four, you go to a four person block. Okan no is cir- in the G one. Yep. Yes, he is. Under no circumstance, under no circumstance, in them four blocks, can you have a block that has two of two or three or four of. Evil, Yano, Yujiro, and Fale. Those those four four people. They gotta be a split. I, I, no, no, no. Forget that part. I I I, say, I was saying four, and I put my, my I put up five fingers. <laughs> four. Yeah. Yes, four. No, four, let me get it right. Four, four. <laughs> like just <laughs> so so. Just to make sure. This is illustrated on the Twitch stream, and also I'm saying four at the same time. Four. Those four people need to be. I'm gonna walk, say it's close to the mics. Segregated from each other <laughs> in those four blocks. Oh, don't let it happen! Like all right, One Nation it. Radio suggesting segregation in 2022. Who do? Change of events. Um, you know, not not normally the brand, but but that's okay. Um, <laughs> let's. So I don't know, man. Um. I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, there's going to be the A block, the B block, the C block, finally. And then, like, much like Jada Kids and Styles P, the, the D, D block. block. <laughs> so, I don't know if you know this, but, like, in the late 22, in the late 2000s, or, like, post Vic, Atlanta Hawks. Hold on. Black Saber Jr., separate but equal G1 blocks. <laughs> Damn it. That's great. <laughs> that is great. Oh my god. Flip dead. Oh my god. So 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 back in the back during the like the beginning of the Matt Ryan era in the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons. Like their defense, they used to call themselves the D block, and like they would, you know, because the locker rooms in in football are always segregated, like yep. between offense and defense, like where. So anyway, why do why segregation keeps being brought up? But anyway, like they would have they would have like Matt Ryan who plays a can play a guitar, a t- acoustic guitar, obviously. Like he would go hang out with them, and like they would like 
they would just basically like while he's playing guitar, they would fuck around with him and they'd be like, while he's playing guitar, all of a sudden they go, they start chanting D block, <laughs> D block. <laughs> like it was like at one point it was like a it was a skit on like like Kenny Mayne did for ESPN. Like I'm gonna try and find it on ESPN uh, okay. uh, for, off of ESPN and I'm gonna like add that to when the D block shows up and now people with, with a guitar playing going D block. So yeah. Lothario Negro, he's saying, why my block not like the one Okada is in? Oh, man. Oh, man. Rainmaker privilege, Brew Haven said. <laughs> Look, like, like, like the, the D block got to take it out to Fukuoka. Like, no, A block's in Tokyo tonight, my guy. Oh, Y'all going to have to go way the fuck over there. D block got to go to Sapporo. Yeah. Like, get on, get on those islands. First, Take your ass you know, up there. You know, go to the gymnasium. You know, she keep her first <laughs> ring. You know, we're gonna be in Osaka over here. So. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, should be a good tournament. Um, I'm, what I'm most interested in, in seeing is like, how are they going to do this with like the rest <laughs> of the crew? How they normally do with New Japan, where it's like. It used to be the, you know, one block would have five matches, there'd be two undercard matches, and then a whole block to itself. Now with it basically only in a night, they can only really do, they can only do three matches or whatever else. Like, what is the undercard stuff going to look like for the juniors, for the people that, for the for the New Japan dads, whatever else? Like, how, what is that going to look like? And, and, I wonder if they're going to do double blocks and I hope stuff not. like that. I, I really don't want to see that. Like, especially because it's like, if you're if the whole thing is y'all trying to tell us that y'all need to do a shit ton of shows, we'll do do a shit ton of shows. Mm-hmm. You got four blocks, run it out there. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Okan's further growth. I think he's he's getting over uh, a little bit more. Um, Jay White's first G1 as the champion. I'm very excited about El Fantasmo. I'm a big fan of his. He does a lot of like funny stuff a lot of athletic stuff yeah um excited to see lance go back over to to uh aid or new japan i think we should probably talk about that too yeah. like um you know i think a lot of people wanted some bigger aw representation but i i would advise people if you aren't familiar with like how over and how good a job lance does in new japan um uh, prepare yourself. He's going to have an awesome tournament. Last time he was in the G1, he was awesome. 2019. He completely um, changed my opinion of him as a wrestler in 2019 in yeah. that G1. <clears throat> completely changed it. Like it when him and him and um, Harry Smith were coming out here and they were throwing water into the crowd as well. But I used to fucking loathe them. And then <laughs> you know got the match in Dallas against Osprey and it continued in that A block and like he completely changed my opinion of him as a wrestler like he became one of the elite big men like in wrestling yeah in that in that in that particular in that, uh tournament alone so yeah uh he's totally different like the, the, when you see him have these big matches or whatever else against Adam uh Page or um against Moxley or whoever else like it's it started off the strength of the G one, so yeah. so yeah. Um, I, I I I'm I'm glad he's back. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it it seems like it would be kind of hard to get their hands on a lot of people that either a don't want to go until people can cheer again, b uh, people not being able to be spared because like of injuries and things like that. So yeah. um, and also the part where it's like if you are a top star that you wanted that was an AEW that you want to see in in G one. Like there are, you have to eat pins in a G one. 
Like, you're going to, like, so, you know, like, they can start you out strong, and then you, you know, you then you take your loss. Like, that's what happened with Moxie in 2019. Like, he, he went, started 6-0, and and then he lost the last three to, the, to, to, you know, end up out of there in the back stretch. But, like, you're going to eat L's. Alethero Negro says, as a stardom fan, he's much more excited for the five stars loaded. Rich, did I not say something similar to this earlier today? I just, I just responded in the comments. James shares your opinion. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just a fresher. It's just a fresher field, and like, there's less. There's less. The floor is higher for matches because there's no fall There's there's no like four people that you just know are going to go out there, and their job is to go out there and give you a quote unquote night off slash suck. Mm-hmm. So since they got less matches now, can like they figure out that whole night off thing? Right. Like one thing right. I always wondered about that night off thing. What about the people in the other blocks? Like, I, they don't need Rich, no night off. I always like, said that to you when they talk about Yano. I've always said that to you. Like is Yano in the harder block on purpose? Is that how it's supposed to, you know, uh, play itself out there? I, I'm not sure, but who knows? Um, I just remember he was in that that B block in 2020 when it was when it was literally like. Uh, Tanahashi was great. Naito was very good. And then everything else was like, okay, to just a disaster. Like having Yano and Evil together <laughs> in a, clustered in the same block was just like, just should have been a war crime. Should have been a war crime. It's a D block getting no night off. <laughs> <laughs> they work, they're working under substandard conditions in, in, in D block. That is great. <laughs> I can't work the sun up to sundown. God damn it! D block out there like John Henry, like the boys out there trying, trying to, trying to beat through the mountain with their arms. So, so is the D block like the new B block? Is that what this is now? I think it's worse. I, I, I think the B block was just for like you know the tough ruffians, but like right. the D block is like all right. the undesirables. Yeah, it's like all right, y'all gonna have to make make your own way, you know. <laughs> Sir Sam, they got to sing their own theme songs to the ring. <sighs> I mean, that that kind of works for Tai Chi, kind of, but you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, so that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so, please let let us know more things that the D Block will have to do in the comment section. We will read off every single. They gotta funny break down the ring. The young boys get a night off. The young boys, ain't no young boys for this. Y'all gotta set up and pack that shit up. So. So, so this is my question, right? So, in theory, because Josh Smith from Keeping the Strong Side did mention that, like, he's been lobbying, or he said he would like have liked to have seen four blocks for mm-hmm. a while now. And then, like, my immediate thought was, like, oh, so, for the, like, basically recovery time, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, that's basically it. So, if they go to, basically, four shows a week, and, like, they only have to wrestle one time a week or have one big singles match per week, I think like those three matches on per show is going to be great. So that's why like if they're going to do double block, I I I think that's unwise because like that's going to cut like six block sh- matches are going to cut into their time to have matches that are you know out of this world. So um, like if you just do the three, like all three of the matches can be great, and you know the undercard stuff can build towards whatever happens you know, on next week's sets of uh, block ma- black shows. So. That, that's I hope that they do basically four shows a week. That's what I'm hoping for. And it would be funny if like the D block never got a week in, any weekend stuff. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So a couple of other other ones. D block uh finna work twenty four hours like a McDonald's worker uh from Black Saber Junior Brew Haven says D block has to work the ticket counter on the days when they don't wrestle. 
and the concessions. I said D Block got a soda on merch. Uh, D Block has to pay participants had to pay for their own travel from Muzza and use their own cars. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Wow. Uh, D Block got to get beaten up by Lance Archer on his way to the ring. <laughs> Sir Sam. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. That is awesome. Uh D Block has to lose to the All Atlantic champion <laughs> whenever they get crowned. Um yeah. Wow. D Block, they only wear black trunks and black boots there. Can't wear your regular ring gear. No knee pads, full of Nokiaism. Yes. Wow. G- great. But James, uh you know it, it was fun talking about um New Japan, but you know, it's time to, oh my god um, <laughs> Frankie, before I do that D-Block is in the class action lawsuit match against Wardlow, god damn it <laughs> D-Block got a job in QT Marshall's factory in multi-man matches god damn that's, wow <laughs> it is low Wow. James, hit the music <laughs> All right, so stardom last weekend, not the 11th and 12th, but the 6th and the 5th was the start of the um, qualifying tournament for the Grand Prix. Um, The Grand Prix this year is going to be two blocks of uh, 14 apiece, 28 total uh, contestants, Um, 23, um, no, sorry, 24 of the tests has already been, been announced. Um, one is a, uh, surprise that they have yet to reveal. And, uh, the last three will be from this field. Uh, it is two blocks, um, of five, 10 people in total. Um, at the end of this block is a round Robin, just like a G1 or a Grand Prix. And at the end of the blocks or, and all the finish of the tournament, um, like the top three, um, highest, uh, point totals, regardless of whatever block they're in, will make it in as last three contestants, last three entries into the tournament. Okay, so in the A block, you have Rina, Ami, Waka, Kogo, Miyu Amasaki. Those are the five. And then in the B block, you have Rawaka, uh, Mai Sakurai, Lady C, Hina, and Ida. So, uh, so far, um, in the, f- the first two matches in um in, uh, on the fourth or actually I'm just gonna go through the the, the that section first all, all of the, the all of the week first weekends shows of that or uh, matches of that so yeah um ended up having Ami versus Amasaki where Amasaki ended up finishing her with a blue thunder bomb um decent match and giving it uh two and a half stars uh I think that Ami is like so far ahead of Amasaki, which makes sense because she's far more experienced, but ended up winning. Uh, she ended up getting two points. Um, Rina ended up facing Waka, and like 
this oh, crowd cool. was living and dying with Waka to get the W. Like this, this whole story of her fighting to get her first win and like her getting these big kickouts where she looked like she should be absolutely destroyed by whatever she got hit with whatever finishing move. She kicks out of it before eventually, um, getting taken the L. Like the crowd is absolutely eating this up in like, at one point, you feel like because you're so over, you want to, uh, during the match, you want to get her to W, but it's also like, but what happens when she gets that W? Like, is it going to, ch- is everyone's like opinion of, of her and like the way they feel about her during her matches? Like, is that going to change? So it's almost like mm. you gotta, you gotta, it's, it's a weird, it, you gotta, it's a hard needle to thread on when you actually pull the trigger on getting her a W. Cause like on one end, you're like, well, you need to do it before the Grand Prix. On the other end, you're like, nah, man, you need to save this. <laughs> <laughs> and keep balling this thing up. Like she stumbled they they've stumbled like, into you, something with this. Like you you give her the win on the last day of the Grand Prix, right? I I thought the same thing, but then they end up putting her in um my in different blocks. So it doesn't even like you don't like you don't even get that payoff you want when it comes to that. Um so gotcha. but but we'll but we'll see where they do where they where they put it like it's going to be somewhere where, where people are going to enjoy uh at some point this year I, like it's definitely going to happen this year though um and then uh the the last match of uh of the tournament on uh on the 4th was uh Roaka versus Hina um they're going back and forth Hina is like she's you know she's a fraternal twin with Rena but like they're their styles are so different in the ring. Like Hina is like the full on judoka does all the throws, all the, all of that stuff. And like, she's trying to throw around Rowaka. Rowaka is not, you know, sandbagging her. <laughs> we didn't talk about that story. We, we but, didn't talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, just not having, you know, no sound on her stuff. And then at certain points, finally giving, giving weight to it. And then at the end, um, went for a Vader bomb uh, Rena escaped. Time's running out. Rocket comes out on top, and uh, then like can't finish her, so she goes for the Vader bomb again. But like time passes, ends, ends up going to a draw after the Vader bomb. Couldn't get the near fall, and it, uh, the bells are went off, or the bell rang at, at the two count. So, um, the, the good, really good drama. Not a good match though. Um, mm. but just just an average match. Uh, but good drama. Um, and then. Uh, the second night, uh, you ended up with uh, Kogo versus Amasaki. Kogo and Amasaki, like, it's interesting looking at both of them because it's like, when I think of both of them, I think of, like, Kogo as, like, this skinny wimp and Amasaki being, like, you know, about the size as Mayu, except 19, and you feel like, okay, as she grows, up, grows, she'll, you know, fill out more, whatever. But then they're in the ring together with Kogo, and it's like, huh, maybe... Maybe Kogo's not that, that that skinny of a wimp. So uh, they have their match, and like Kogo seems to have the match won, and then Kogo uh, escapes and slaps on her, uh, and ends up catching Kogo in her surprise flash finisher. Uh, finisher. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce uh, the name of that finish, but it is it is Amasaki's custom flash uh, pin. She was getting to win. Uh, she gets two points. Um, second match, you end up getting... Uh, Ami versus Rena, and man, Rena is this is this shit stirring little fifteen year old heel that's really tall. She's in there with the giant Ami, and she's trying to like you know, she's trying to fight back, 
and like Ami is just chopping her chest off at times, and she but she's fighting back and fighting back. Ultimately, at the end, Ami puts her away with a spinning brain buster. Uh, it's above average match. I'm gonna give it two and a half. And then uh, the best match of the tournament, in my opinion, so far is um, Hina versus Mai. And like this came kind of out of nowhere because like you know I think I think what they're doing with Mai as being like kind of like the Tam to uh to like Julia's Mayu of like mm-hmm. like you're my underling and like we're going to grow it I'm going to like basically like bring you you know bring you up along along the way and there's me bumps and scrapes or whatever else and it's going to be you struggling and basically my pin eater while we're together like it's interesting I just don't uh, I I I just don't there's something I feel like there's missing with her as far as to the charisma department, but like she is getting, be- she has gotten better in the ring since she's gotten to stardom. So she's in there with, with Rena, Rena, you know, Rena will throw you around and they just throw each other around a bit. Um, my showing that she's getting tougher, if you will, um, you know, standing up to the 50, the 15 year old judoka. And, um, Ultimately, uh, Maya's beginning to win with a bridging nor- uh, Northern Lights suplex, like a modified version. I, f- I forgot what she calls it, but she's beginning to win. Good match. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then the, the the fourth match from there is Ida and Rawaka. And, like, man. Um, Ida is so fucking good, man. She's in there with Rawaka, and there's that gigantic size difference, but... You know, Ida's a power wrestler, and she's swole and all that kind of stuff. She can sell her ass off, and she fire up like crazy. And she just had, like, this conquering under... It was almost like... How do I say this? It was like what I imagine, like, a Bob Backlund match would have been in the 80s. Whereas, like, he's small, but he's jacked, but, like, he's but he's also really good, so he's supposed to get over it. He's about being a whitey baby face versus, like, big monsters like... Like a like a uh, like a superstar Billy Graham that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. obviously I imagine way better because <laughs> it was the eighties. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but just using power and and um, she uh, they end up going to the time limit draw as they're in the middle of a slap exchange and um, Ida's selling her knee and Rock is working over her knee and like Ida's just selling like crazy and like you know can't run the ropes, can barely stand up, can't get lifts up and all that kind of stuff and just really great selling and like. She, you know, if she don't make this tournament, like it's malpractice. But um, that is that is uh, the, the the rundown of where we are so far at the after July, not July, June fifth. Uh, so you have Ami with four points uh, ahead, uh, Rena with two points, Amasaki with two points in the A block, and then in the B block right now, uh, the leader is Mai with two points. Rawaka and Rena have a point each after going to the draw. So, um, then you have the rest of these cards. Uh, I'm just going to zoom through the. Hey, before you do that, yeah, go ahead. M- Muzza, whoever finishes the top, the bottom of D block has to go to NAC 2.0. <laughs> Holy shit! That is. Oh no! Whoa. They have to be. They have to join Joe Gacy and, and be be one of his druids. Oh man! <laughs> they, they have to get turned down by Toxic Attraction. Jesus Christ! I was not expecting that one. 
Or it was not. Wow. That's. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, back to 6-4. Uh, you get Mina and Tam versus Shuri and Mirai. Uh, very good match. Uh, more Tam and, and Shuri stuff that you get where they're, they're throwing each other around. They, 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 they have been circling each other for about a, over a month now as far as teasing that there's going to be a, a feud and a red belt title match between them. Um, I don't know when they pull the trigger on that, but we'll see where that goes. Um, like they have, they have Tam doing a lot of stuff, uh, storyline wise and angle wise with people between Nasapoy that's coming to the forefront, uh, soon the colors edition, um, and in, in this Shuri thing. So, uh, she's having a pretty busy year for someone that like is out of the title picture. Uh, so, um, after that, you end up getting um, Mayu, Ida, and Hannon versus uh, Momo Kid and Saki, the trios champions, uh, in a non-title match. Uh, at the end, Momo ends up winning with a. I'm sorry, Kid ends up beating uh, Momo. Whoa, what am I saying? Kid ended up submitting Hannon with a Texas Cloverleaf. I can look at my notes. I'm like, why would Kid submit Momo? That makes no sense. I, it was it was Hannon. Um, very good match. Ended up giving it three and a half stars. Uh, then the main event of the show of, of six four was Utami, Kamatani, and C versus Micah, Nasapoy, and Ameka. And like they basically paired up. Um, Nasupoi with uh, Kamatani because of their white belt title match or whatever else a few months ago. Um, you know, with Hameka versus um, Utami, and then you end up having Micah versus uh, Lady C. And um, the whole point of the match was show the you know, um. Hameka and Utami basically bomb throwing and, and chest, I'm sorry, and uh, shoulder tackling each other and all that kind of stuff, showing the high speed stuff and flying stuff between Nasupoi and Kamatani, and then coming down to Lady C uh, trying to stand up to Micah um, and given you know their kind of relationship when before Lady C decided she wanted to be in Queen's Quest and like Micah being so nice to her and always accommodating her and wanting her to come to. Uh, Donna Nomada before she eventually uh, decided on Queen's Quest and like at the end uh, Micah ends up putting away uh, Lady C after a bunch of near falls from um, Lady C and end up hitting her with a Michinoku driver and then that gets on the mic and notes it like you know what you have improved since you since you joined um, Donna or Queen's Quest but it seems to me like you're kind of stuck in this rut so far right now where like you you're in the main event now you're in main events now, but you lose all the main events every time you're in them. Like, are you, are you satisfied where you are? Are you frustrated? And Lady C shouts that she's frustrated and she walks off. Um, like I, I think that Micah is, is, you know, kind of like last year when there's someone that's frustrated in a kind of at a sticking point or a crossroads kind of be like, Hey, 
You sure you don't want to come to Donald Armando? Like, because this happened with last year with Momo right before the Grand Prix, where it's like, I know you see you getting frustrated. Like, you sure you don't want to come to Donald Armando? You know, you know, we'll be nice to you. You know, we'll, we'll treat you good. So uh, it, it seems that she likes, you know, given that her two biggest rivals are Kamatani and Utami, she likes, like, fucking with them personally on level. Like, hey, how about we, you know, try to get get one of your people out of here? You know, so that's interesting to, 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 to note. Like, she, she's conniving. Yes, yes. She she is stoically stirring shit. Um, so uh, that was the end of that show. So then we get to the the the, the bigger matches on the six five Cork and Hall show after the um, qualifying Grand Prix matches. Uh, you end up getting Julia, Micah, Julia and Micah versus Momo and Saki, and this basically is Momo versus. Or sorry, this basically is Julia versus Momo. Um, given what they, given the, the title defense, um, Momo had, um, or, or has coming up for the trios belts, uh, with Julia. So, in in Micah and, uh, Mai. So, uh, they throw down Momo and Julia and also like plays on last year where like they, they had a match set, but Julia ended up getting hurt. So you missed her, her, you know, her match in the grand prix. Like I, I, I hope they're both in the same block next year. Um, so, uh, comes down to <sighs> Julia and Saki and, um, Saki goes for a flash pin and Julia gets a big near fall out of it. Crowd gasps. They think that she almost got caught, you know, like she's Mayu, but Julia's not Mayu. Uh, then uh, match continues. Julia almost gets ca- caught in again, but she reverses out and then she ends up uh, basically uh, sitting down on the on the pin and ends up uh, basically reversing or cutting off her, her roll through for the crucifix pin and ends up pinning Saki. Um, so then after the match, um, actually, no, this, I'm sorry, this, they weren't set for this match. This match sets it up. So Julia pins, uh, one of the trios champions and says, Hey, like I just pin you, you're a champion. I want your, I, I want your belts. Um, I'm in here with Micah. Micah was just a, uh, a trios champion. I know she wants her orange belt back. Um, I just need another, I just need a third. So naturally, Mai's right there. Mai says, "Me, me, me." She's a she's a pick me, if you will. <laughs> so uh, Julia, Micah, and Mai versus will be uh, having a trios match versus for the belts versus versus Momo, Saki, and Kid um, on the twenty sixth. It's set for the twenty sixth. So next match after this. You end up getting Shuri and Mirai versus Nasapoi and Hameka. And man, like, Shuri and Nasapoi go at it after they start the match with um, Mirai and Nasapoi kind of playing off what they did in the semifinals of the of the uh, Cinderella tournament. Um, and then they put Shuri in there and tags in and Shuri does her normal thing, but man, she, she, she hit with one of those kicks after, after a snapmare, she hit Nasipoi in the back. One of those kicks It's this, like the only people I've ever seen her hit people that hit that hard was like Utami and Mirai. And I'm like, 
Well, they got like 40 pounds on, on that support. You finna, <laughs> you trying to break her ribs? What are you doing? She fucking killed this woman and that support sold it like death. And I, and look, I don't know how much that was selling, how much that was just feeling. Cause that shit like it hurt. Um, and that's at the table for the rest of the match. Like they're going at it. Um, there's a, they end up tagging out. You end up getting a section, section, uh, awesome section of Larius with Mirai and Ameka, but they end up getting back to, um, Nasupoi and Shuri and they're the legal people and they end up brawling outside uh, and they end up, you know, hitting each other with a bunch of moves and ultimately like, it sets up where Nasupoi goes in this string of hitting s- drop kick after drop kick after drop kick that sends them bumping on the floor, the parquet floor of Kurgan Hall, like, they're leaving the mat, they're going further and further up towards the towards the aisleway, towards like those ramps or those entrances from the sides Right. And like they're getting further from the way as the count keeps going, and then you see it from a different camera angle. You see out on the floor uh, by them. You see Hameka and Mariah throwing down, and then like it basically turns into like it gets so heated and they're blowing so much that like they just lose track of the of the count, and they end up both getting a double count. And I was like, but it went six minutes. So I was like, fine, you didn't kill super long or whatever else. Obviously, you don't want to beat any of these four or whatever else. And it's undercard match. It was six minutes. It was it was contested. It was hot. And they and then they beat the shot of each other, and I'm like, I was fine. And and then like after that, Shuri says, "Hey, you know, um, I saw I know Donald Domando just made themselves the challengers for the um for the uh, trios belts, but like we just went to like two thirds of uh, of golden of uh, God's eye just went to a time limit draw or not a time limit draw, I went to a double count out." A, a draw with the former um or two-thirds of the former trios champions like in another version of Donald Romano just about to get another title shot fuck that like put us in the match too make it a triple threat trios match um and then everyone comes out the Julia section the the champions from Oda Tide came out I was like fine you want to do that fine by me Julia was pissed because she's like Really, you gonna have everything? You gonna have a, you gonna leave me? You had a red belt? You gonna take Mariah? And I get it. I'm going. I'm getting a, a title shot for these trios belts. You want the trios belts back? I'm sick. She's she's not. She's pissed. Uh, Starlight Kid seems to see that and enjoys. It was like, well, fine. Like if y'all want to get involved or whatever else, fine by us. Y'all gonna beat each other up, and we'll try to you know pick up the pick up the scraps in the middle of the match and win the belts. So or retain the belt. So. That's be, that's been set up for the twenty sixth, um, and then uh, then you get the last two matches of the of the show. Rich, you saw these two matches, correct? Yes. All right. So semi main event: Mayu Stars versus Queen's Quest. Mayu Hazuki Kaguma and Hannon versus Utami Kamatani Azumi and Lady C. And they had a they had a they had a party match. They had a Quattro's party match. This could have been on this could have been an AEW. <laughs> this is like the Young Bucks can't put this shit together. They they They're did doing so dives much. off the four corner posts and shit yes. like at the same time. That was pretty funny. Yes, and they got the camera angle to get it all right together. There's a spot where um they have a Zoomy, I believe either a Zoomy lady sees the legal person, I can't remember, but it's breaking down. People are all around the ring, except for legal people. They're all on the floor brawling and, and making plays. And then um, you have uh, Lady C do basically like 
get going towards the corner. Azumi gets on her, gets on the top rope. She then climbs onto Lady C's shoulders. She crouches as Lady C walks her towards uh, the opponent. I believe it was Hannon. Um, and she's going for a double, a diving double full stop off of Lady C's shoulders. Lady C's 510. Um, she's taller than the top rope. So it's going to be devastating. Hazuki sees it. And she says, nah, fuck that. She she does a springboard missile drop kick that uh, that missile drop kicks uh Azumi off of Lady C's shoulders. And like Lady C was way too close to the ropes. So like the only way for this drop kick to happen and work is if like Hazuki knowingly sets herself up to land in a position where she's gonna land basically like on her neck. Right. She does it any fucking way, she doesn't care. Because she's out of her mind. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow. Uh, so that that was a really cool spot. Then, as you mentioned, the dives. Um, and then, uh, by the end of it, you end up with Kaguma and Azumi in it. They basically finish it out with a high-speed match. Um, and Azumi seemingly had to match one, but Kaguma ends up catching her uh, with, with a rolling Kuma roll, like her rollover, uh, like uh, bridging um, schoolboy deal. And she gets to win. I get these four flat stars. I love this match. Yeah, I, I'll probably say like three, seven, five, or four. Um, I thought Kaguma looked great in this match. Yeah. She was um, kind of like just bumping hard and like yeah. and moving. Like like I was I was impressed with her. Yeah. So after this match, Kaguma wins, and you know, nor it was not it's not the usual bear stuff you see. Uh, she. <laughs> Uh, so she says, Hey, um, I just want, so I have, so I have a suggestion, you know, like early December at the pay-per-view in early December, um, we had a trios elimination ladder match and, you know, I flew off the top of the ladder in the ring and landed on people on the floor. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to fly higher. The bear wants to fly. So she says, how about we have a Queen's Quest versus Stars match inside of a steel cage that I can jump off of? <laughs> so Foolish. So, it's, now, it's Azuki and it's Mayu. And, you know, these two people are insane, certifiably insane, some of the stuff they've done in their careers. I, I remember a 2018 elimination match between Hazuki uh, for the fifth anniversary for Stardom or eighth, whatever, anniversary show in 2018 where they 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 did a double, a double elimination that match between uh, Queen's Quest and Oedo Tai where Hazuki eliminates Hannon, or Hannah by doing a, a uh, what do you call it? A sunset flip bomb off the top rope to Hannah who was on, or Hannah who was on the floor or on the apron and they both ended up crashing on the floor. Like, Hazuki's out of her fucking mind. Mayu, we've seen Mayu die about a million times. Well, she about a moonsault off that bitch. Right. So, Kogo, who, you know, is uh, Hazuki's ward at this point, her Robin to her Batman, is like trying to gas her up to be excited for this. Hazuki like she wants to walk to off. Up. She like she wants to walk off and leave and not not want to be involved in this. Like she's like fuck, I don't want to do this. This is gonna suck. And then 
And then Mayu, the craziest of them all, she makes a face like, oh, I don't want to do this, but you're my friend and you want to do this, so I guess I'm going to suck, be stuck having to do this because of peer pressure and the fans want to see this, so fine, I don't want to do this. I'm going to do it. So they agree to the match. Um, it's been set. It's going to be uh, the main event of the um, the June 26th pay-per-view. It's going to be uh, the top three of stars, Mayu, Hazuki, and Kaguma versus... Uh, Utami, Kamatani, and Azumi in a trios cage match. Um, I don't know what the rules are. I was I heard that there is escape the the rule, escape the cage rules in uh, one of these cage matches that's, that's coming. I don't know which one. I don't know, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll find out the rules eventually. But like you, as you mentioned, like there's going to be some dives off this cage, and like I'm sorry, Cody, it's gonna it's gonna make you look less legendary. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's gonna be it, that match gonna be a blast like i remember having real uh real concerns and reservations about their ladder match that they had in um at the beginning of december last year and like that match was great too so like you put those three together with any combination they're gonna have a great match uh so and also you have you know basically like everybody's gonna be doing flying and like utami's gonna be doing all the catching Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you got five flyers and one and one hoss to catch. It's gonna be fun. We're, we're ready for this Phoenix splash off the cage? It could happen. Sorry, it could happen. Tani. Yeah, it could definitely happen. Like you might see a you might see the Hazuki uh, Black Arrow come out that she ain't pulled off. She hasn't done in a couple of years. You can see. I don't know. What, I don't know what uh, Kaguma's gonna do aside from just a, a basic splash, but it's still a flying bear. So that's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the main event of this show, you had um, the original three of Cosmic Angels, Tam, Mina, and Unagi versus uh, Yoko, Sakurai, uh, Hikari, Shimizu, and Saki. I don't know what I'm going to call Saki going forward, but it can't. I, I can't just call two people Saki. That's why I call Kogo Kogo because I'm not going to call Momo Momo Kogo Momo when there already is a Momo Watanabe. I'm not... I'm like, yeah, so y'all give me a suggestion what y'all want me to call Saki going forward. If you want me to call her second Saki, I'll do that. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with something. But Saki Kashima is Saki in this show, on this podcast. I'm sorry. This is what it is. Um, she was first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but colors was really impressive. This is my first time seeing them. Uh, I didn't know their names, but there was one that had the really good gear that her and Tam were having uh, a good. Uh, exchange in the middle of the match or, or the closing stretch. I think the middle of the match. That is Saki. Okay. Yeah. And it was the, like basically she was yeah, like the furry like the, like the furry boots. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Yeah. That's Saki. That's Saki. Yeah. Um. She is the leader. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the person she uh tam down the closing stretch with was Hakari. Mm-hmm. That is the that is the <laughs> that is the Tam influenced one. Saki yes. dash two. <laughs> mother has in there. Saki Dash 2. Okay. Saki 2.0. <laughs> Saki B. Saki Dash B. Uh, so, this match was reminded me a lot of, like, the trios defense matches that Cosmic Angels were having at uh, the first half of 2021, um, where, like, Tam starts. The Saki. The Saki. A la Bret Hart. That's not what he meant. You know it. 
I think he meant the soccer the same way that everyone else that everyone else that we know talk about talks about the Mina. Um, Mina, yeah. Yeah. Look, and I gotta be honest with you, like, I don't necessarily disagree with that. <laughs> I don't. But, but, but moving moving on, moving forward, um, reminded me a lot of their uh, of the Cosmic Angels classic defenses, if you will, in that fashion of Tam starts, then gives the rest to uh, the opportunity for the rest of the match to, um, in the middle of the match to Mina and to Unagi, and then Tam takes it home on the closing stretch. And um, from that basic perspective, it fits in that line. I think the dip- key difference is similar to the uh their title challenge against my Himapoy a couple a month or so ago like they went down that same path but they told the story of like tam is getting worn out from doing these closing stretch stretches in there and like it's gonna have to take more than just the typical what they've always done it's gonna take mina and unagi to step up at times during this match to kind of hold momentum for them so like Tam was too beat up when it was time for them, when they basically got all of colors on the floor and they normally do the tandem, you know, like volleyball or cheerleader throw where they throw Tam off the apron way up in the sky for a dive and then they go to closing stretch normally. Like, Tam was too beat up to do it. So, like, Unagi and Mina have to do the dives themselves and also do, like, a double... I think they did a... Uh, Unagi did a double code breaker on the floor. So... Um, hey, Lothero Negro. She fits the cos- Cosmic Angels criteria. So yeah, you know, I just looked up. Saki's thirty-four years old, apparently. Yeah. Yes. She so is. she like right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. She fits. She fits the guidelines, if you will. Um. So the clo- the the sto- the main story of this match is Tam versus Hakari uh, Shimizu. Hakari Shimizu. Uh, I may have told this story before on the podcast, but I don't know. But basically, like. She was a singer, and she got uh, asked to watch a Act Res Girls show at the beginning of the promotion in 2016. Um, and at that show, she came to the show and watched Tam get destroyed by Kairu Ito, former All Japan Women's wrestler who had wars in the mid card, upper mid card with uh, Manami Toyota. Some of my favorite matches from All Japan Women, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like she, like she's basically like. Bam Bam Bigelow with no moon salt, but instead of the moon salt, she does double foot diving, double foot stomps. Like she's that, she's a bruiser. That's the best way to explain. It. She's a bruiser. Gotcha. Um, this is t- like so. She's there. They'll see this match, and she basically watches Ito just basically mollywop Tam, and Tam basically fight fight for her life, right? And that impressed upon her something to make her want, inspire her to want to continue to wrestle, and then when she got, initially when she debuted for At Rest Girls, she debuted versus Tam, and then Tam ultimately ended up leaving in 2017 for stardom. So now that um, At Rest Girls has transitioned out of the legitimate the legitimate fake fighting game, and they're not onto the actor, the full act, actress wrestling, or play wrestling thing, um, there's been a, been a bunch of depart, or additions for, on the stardom end from talents like Ami, like Waka, like my Sakurai into stardom. Um, and then there's been other people that have, you know, gone to freelance, the full on freelance thing or whatever else. But other people will try to figure out what they want to do. And those three or four, four, it's actually four of them. There was one that wasn't there. Um, 
they decided like they want to continue doing this so they're freelancing all around the circuit like so uh colors also works uh they also do ice ribbon which they really need ice <laughs> ice ribbon is really needs them right now um saki colors also does uh nomads saki was in the semi-main event of uh of nomads first show and like they're all around um so so that basically sets the backdrop of the story was between uh hikari and tam and basically what they did was tam in this instance becomes ito and shit in hikari is young tam and tam just fucking just destroys her multiple times with kicks and like Akari is just like fighting to her feet and like trying to like oppress upon Tam like I- I'm here because of you and Tam's like I appreciate that hold this foot across your jaw hold this foot <laughs> across your forehead I don't care like I- I'm perfectly okay with murdering you and mur- leaving you dead out here in this ring um Hikari fights back and, uh fights out of you know getting a um a violent screwdriver and staves off and like gets a couple near falls, whatever else. But ultimately, at the end, Tam says enough of this, finishes her off, drops her with the uh, violet screwdriver, murders her, <laughs> murders her, and pins her. Um, and uh, the rules of the match was whoever won had to be absorbed into the other unit. Um, the the match was to impress upon like basically like these are the two in, in Joshi anyway, or in that I watch like these are the two. Uh, what do you would call it? Uh, for lack of a better word, I'm going to say prissy, pretty, cute, idly. Idly is the word. These are the most some of the most idly uh, acts you'll see in Joshi, and but they can actually throw down. Obviously, with Tam and and Cosmic Angels, that's been their whole thing. Is like they are there to be the underdogs and get their ass whooped as the pretty girls and whatever else, and they fight and fight and fight for respect. Uh, colors, same thing. So they have this fight to try to show you, like, there are a bunch of pretty girls in the Joshi scene and the in the idol scene or whatever else in in Joshi, and like we can come out here and scrap like dogs if if need be. Uh, so that was to get them credibility coming into stardom. I think they did that. I thought this match was really good. I'd probably give it like three and three quarters. Um, and then uh, at the end, like because Unagi is such a shithead. <laughs> Uh, she said, like, you know, like, I wanted to make you my minion for whatever reason. And, uh, Saki, uh, now you want to make Saki a minion, a goon, if you will. And, like, uh, Tam was like, you know what? I think they proved enough, um, uh, in this match. Like, we're, you know, we're not jerks. Like, we're not going to, or I'm not a jerk. I don't know about Nagi, but I'm not a jerk. Like, you, you know, as far as your business outside of stardom, you can do whatever you want. But when you're here, like, I want y'all here with us. And like, you're not going to be, you know, like the B team, um, the B team causing angels. We're not going to treat you like shit. You're going to be equals to us. And we, I want you, I want us to become basically a family because, you know, Dom Toretto, uh, fast and furious. It's all about family. Um, there actually is a, a Dom Toretto fast and furious meme with cosmic angels with Tam. Oh man. Yes. It's from, when, it's from when, uh, it was from when. Unagi and me were fighting over the, the future belt last year. Uh, and, like, at the end of the night, like, Tam put them together, like, to make up. Like, they basically, she basically put both of their both of their heads through a t-shirt and rolled a t-shirt. This is our get-along shirt. But 
Um, yeah, so Cosmic says, Angels. Will, will the rest of colors learn to dance fully before Waka does? Uh, then Lothero Negro says color has their own dance, so they're one step ahead. They do have their own dance. They absolutely do. And it's funny because, like, Hakari, she she she, she doesn't like dancing, but whatever. So, um, you end up, uh, now that, uh, four, you know, four, or the four in Cosmic Angels, the four in Colors, now they're celebrating the fact that, like, they have the, they have eight. They're, you know, they're closest to Wing, yep, Fusion. They're the closest to, uh, Wu-Tang Clan and Stardom, I believe, ever, with eight. Man. Uh, yeah, they, they are now the high, they're, they have, the, now have the, mo- the highest, the most numbers, uh, so like they're you know going forward they're going to be on shows and like I can't wait to see like Tam like teaming up with like someone like Saki someone like Akari because like those two are really good and I think you know I think uh, James Yuko, I don't know if you know this but it is time again to update the Watanabe family power rankings Saki's last name is Watanabe. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. We're at four now, right? We, I believe, we are at four. We're Can at you four. name all four of them? Okay, so at the okay, so we have Evil Watanabe from New Japan yes. Pro Wrestling. We yes, have Mi Watanabe from Tokyo Joshi Pro. That's what we, I couldn't think of. We have Momo Watanabe from Stardom, and yep. we have Saki Watanabe <laughs> from yes. Color slash Stardom slash Ice Ribbon slash the World of Joshi. So. Um, how you like? How you you tell me what the power rankings are, and I will tell you uh, if I agree or not. All right, number four, Evil Watanabe. I, we'll, I, I, we'll I, I can get along with it. I get. I agree with that one at the bottom. Yes, I will go with Miu Watanabe next. Okay, okay. I I think I want to see more of Saki. I've seen. I think I've seen her. I've seen her wrestle twice now. Um, I've seen uh, some I, highlights of her before, but I, I, th- I think I think, I, good. I think I like Miu a little more. I think I'm good with, with giving her the number two spot. Okay. Like, just because, like, I think she's going to get the competition. She's going to get the exposure. Mm-hmm. And I think she looked pretty good to start. And mm-hmm. this thing can always change. Yeah, but yeah. number one, with a bullet still, uh, Momo Watanabe. Absolutely. Still. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Like, we were talking about, um, the, there's also more news. Like, there, there will be a stardom in New Japan joint show on November oh, yeah. 20th. And yes, like, we should talk about that. Yes, and I was talking about like you know some of the funny things that can happen out of this show. Like, I wish, I hope Abushi comes back so that I can get like my kayfabe family portrait of like Abushi with with his sister Mayu, her spiritual sister Mayu, with with her his spiritual daughter <laughs> Sayakamatani. And, you know, and with like, and with Auntie Tam right there. And then, like, we can Photoshop it, Uncle Kenny eventually. And, you know, like, it, you, you, you've seen these two Tam and Kamatani, these last two Tam and Kamatani white belt matches. And they're just love letters to the Golden Lovers. So, like, just, yeah. You yeah, know, the, it, it the, makes the all the sense in the world for, for them all to, to take a family photo there, a kayfabe family photo. And um, then we talked about, like, we always talk about, you know, the the the, the fake kayfabe family trees of wrestling. So it's like, yes. you know, I saw a picture at Wrestle Kingdom th- this year of Starlight Kid with Tiger Mask 4. And I was like, that's that's excellent. 
Yep. Uh, so like, what I want to see is like because they're both evil now. Like, I want to see the Watanabe KFA family tree. I want to see evil yeah. and Momo together. Like, I don't know how that works. Given it, you know, like I don't know if you know Momo says, I, you know, like whatever happened with you and EO. Like, I don't talk to you no more. But like, if they can get past that, like, I want to, I want to see the the evil Watanabe family, you know, Christmas photo uh, or card photo card. I want to see that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I want oh. them both wearing the full haberdashery from the entrance too. So like, you got the jet, the jackets together. Yes, yes. Um, and and you know the crazy makeup. <laughs> they both were crazy makeup. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, I don't know what they're planning on doing uh, at the press conference. Sonata and Micah can can <laughs> practice their stoicness together. Oh my god! You know. There, there's just so many we can the think of, like of. No, I want to see you, Tommy. I want to see you, Tommy, in her jet, in you know, in her robe next to Okada in her robe. Oh yeah, I want to see. No, that. no question. Yeah, uh, they, you know, so uh, the it was Tanahashi from the New Japan side there for the press conference, and it was uh, it was Starlight Kid in my Desperado you. and Kid. <laughs> that would be funny. And then Hiromu and Azumi. Oh man, um, Julia and Naito. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yep. Uh, can we? Get, I, I mean, I don't know if he'll come over here for it, but like, I like to see Shibata and Shuri together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, well, I think we've seen it before, but like, you know, um, Riyado and Death, Jesus. That? Was that Muzza? Yes. Fucking muzzle. <laughs> Fucking guy. So, uh, let, let, okay, so move on. So, basically, um... Yoshihashi and Saki. Shima? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Yoshihashi in, like, Walker or something like that. <laughs> nah, that's Master Watto. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gross. So, so, uh, during the press conference, uh, Kid and Mayu are both saying things on the lines of like we want mixed tag matches. Um, so like the idea of that would be very cool. Um, and then like Mayu, I don't know if she really believes this, but she was like, you know, the whole point of this is like she will hopes that like Stardom eventually surpasses New Japan. And I was like, I mean, as far as as far as the 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 floor as far as quality the floor is a lot higher in Stardom than New Japan these days. Um, That's funny. So I, you know, but whatever. Like I, I know what she means. Obviously, like uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But like, I think that like there is a path to them getting on TV, and once they get on TV, uh, you know, like it's it's going to change. Like even from the success they've had, like in the last two years, uh, or since Bushiro's bought them, as far as as far how far they came as a, as far as their popularity, like domestically, like. It's gonna shoot through the roof and, it, and whatever else, but I, I think there's a, I think there's a road to that. Um, and like, if you had told me it when I first started watching Stardom that like they were gonna get on TV when they were you know month pay per view seven hundred people in Corrigan Hall, mm-hmm. wouldn't have believed it. But I think I think that's where they're headed over the next few years. We'll see though. Um, so. Uh, so that so be on the lookout for that in November, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna try to load that up, and I think they're gonna try to embarrass New Japan from top to bottom on that card. And New Japan fucks around and thinks it like in, and this like, a game. Like, look, 
I know. Here's why I know who won't be surprised and won't be caught lacking out here during the New Japan Stardom show. Will fucking Osprey, because he fucking knows. <laughs> like, yeah. he knows. He will not be sleeping right. at the wheel. Right. So, like, he, he ain't finna go out here and get embarrassed by uh, by Azumi. Not happening. So, like, yeah. So, from that perspective, I know that there's one person that, that knows what's up. But everybody else, like, it could be in the middle of that mat, in the middle of that show where all of a sudden you get, like, four matches through and be like, Damn, bro, we just threw Rihanna out there. What did they just have out there? Oh, they, they just put Mariah out there with, like, Nassiboy or some shit like that. And be like, oh, oh, okay. All right, well, maybe it'd be like, damn, bro, like, they didn't, like, New Japan didn't catch up until, like, the main event. So, so, uh, you know, like, they better bring it. Because if they act like they, you know, oh, it's just women's wrestling, they will get fucking embarrassed. Um, So, like, that that match that show has no choice but to be but to be great because if it ain't great it will not be the star it will not be the Stardomers' fault it will be New Japan Pro Wrestling. Man, uh, and James man, laying down the gauntlet. And man, I, look after it happens, if it does happen, I will treat them the same way what happened um, at the Mad Square Garden G One Supercar. Where it was like Ring of Honor had no business being in the building. <laughs> Lock the doors. Yeah. Like now, granted, like they'll do better. I, I'm pretty sure Madison or New Japan will do far better than the Ring Honor thing. But my point is the same. Like this is a competition, whether they know it or not, and they That's better funny. treat it as such. Otherwise, it's like, gonna be bad. You for already, them. you don't know you already in a fight, so swing first. Yeah, let's start them swinging first. You know they're gonna swing first. It's a bunch of gohards. Like yeah, yeah. So and man, like. I would, so what you saying is the like, cop- you know... Josh Smith with the copium. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> Josh Smith with the copium. Yes. So, yeah, it, it only was seven minutes. Josh. <laughs> it doesn't matter was the match great or not. Uh, so, so, yeah. Um, uh, what was that? Yeah, so I think that, that, I think that show's going to be great. I can't wait to see it or whatever else. And, like, you know, we talked about... Uh, uh, I forgot what his name was that, that gave us... the you know, the funny little skit thing, uh, talking about, uh, new Japan X stardom. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, a W X new Japan, like, like stardom X, uh, new Japan. Like that. I, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing that show right now, given that like, I, 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 you know, I feel like we'll have a Bushi. I think there's a chance, like there's way more of a chance that we'll have a Bushi then, than now a Bushi is Will you be shocked? Will you be shocked? If he showed up at Forbidden Door? Yes. Absolutely shocked. Yeah. I, I feel like we're way more likely to see Kenny Omega at uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah. May, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. now that Okada's not, like, the champion, it's like, well, he's going to walk out on Jay White. Let's see, it's always less exciting. <laughs> it's, it's always, always less. less exciting. <laughs> like, no matter what situation <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Uh... Yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty much it for for stardom. In that case, I guess we can uh we can wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for joining us in the spaces that was here all night. I'm gonna shut that thing down uh, momentarily, but uh, shouts out to everyone that that jumped on there. Shouts out to everybody that hung out in the Twitch chat, of course. Uh, if you're hearing this in the podcast ver- version, much love to you guys as well. Yeah. Um. So if you're listening to this on the uh, Twitch stream. Uh, go to our PayPal, go to our Cash App, drop us off a donation. 
If you are listening from the podcast, links in the descriptions and all that kind of stuff and links all around in the Twitch. But uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can go to our website and drop us off with a donation. Um, and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Uh, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Girl Men Watch This Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, uh, Get In The Ring, Meet The Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.